Do you love having a clean smelling home? Well, the first step to having a clean smelling home is keeping that carpet clean. Our good friends over at PJ Interiors are the dedicated carpet cleaning professionals that will have your carpet spotless in no time. Head over to interiorspj.com. They've been serving the Dallas Fort Worth area for over 10 years. Get your carpet clean now with PJ Interiors. Go to interiorspj.com. That's interiorspj.com and tell them the Gems and Juice podcast sent you. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? You ready? Uh, uh. I used to pray for times like this, to rhyme like this, so I had to grind like that, to shine like this. In a matter of time, I spent on some locked up shit in the back of the show. The Philly cuffs locked on wrist. See, I gotta be on my DJ shit. Nightmares come true. It was time to me. What up? I said, yeah, I do. If you want it, you gotta see it with a clear eye view. So Philly, you try and bless me like I said I. DJ Drama. Sneeze, nigga, please for them tricks. Squeeze them. <laughs> Never <laughs> fuck these niggas up. Between the what we started. <laughs> Little nigga, but I'm lying hearted. They love me when I was stuck in their head. And when I shout to the whole Philly. I get it. Detroit. <laughs> Draw like I'm an artist. Atlanta. Straight to walk. <laughs> Go vote. Vote or die. Foreign bitches, uh, Menage. Fucking sucking and I'm swallowing so anything I'm for it. I'm so glad they took that God shit. With the vote those fucking DJ. Those oh. DJs. Oh. Those mixtapes where the DJ was just cutting the music off. Yeah. Fucking DJ Clue was the worst at that shit. Yeah, yeah, DJ Clue, DJ Clue, DJ. When I bought the Rolls Royce, they thought it was Leaf. They should bring that back. <laughs> no, they should. We good with that. I like that the mixtape has evolved and it ain't just a nigga DJ yelling over tracks that we want to hear in better quality anyway. Yeah. But never get released. Yeah. No, you know who the worst at this? Uh, Funk Master Flex. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, like, the GOAT of worse when it comes to this. Yeah. Like, I think he's the one to blame for the whole thing, honestly, because he probably is one dropping bombs, replaying the record. Yeah. I remember when fucking the worst thing Pusha T did during that beat was giving the record to Funk Master Flex. Yeah. Because this motherfucker we talked over the, the whole thing. We want to hear the song. Yeah. Then he would stop it drop a dozen bombs, play like half a verse, and yeah. say, nah, y'all gotta wait for the rest. <laughs> wait for about 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm gonna play the rest of the record. Nigga, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Just drop this shit on Yeah, me. that's the worst. He'd be, like, he did that with Remy Ma, too, when Remy Ma dropped the, um, Nikki beat, uh, the, the Nikki disc. Yeah, the sheather. Yeah, as soon as she said one line, he stopped it, and then dropped the bomb. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God! Did you hear that? Did you hear that, <laughs> Nikki? It's over for you. And then he played the music back <laughs> and rewind it to the back. I told uh, you it's over. <laughs> that just reminded me about the Drake freestyle off the BlackBerry. Who, of course, he hates now. He hates Drake now for whatever because of the ghost riding shit. But fucking when Drake first started and he was in a booth spitting a blackberry freestyle with some whack-ass bars he stopped the music and said you said you said you was in the aston martin doing donuts <laughs> <laughs> every line drake spit he would stop and, and, re- and say this shit over again yeah oh it's crazy man <laughs> so wait, wait what what it was, this is meek mill right yeah dreams and nightmares just a shout okay. out to philly man philly 
came through with the election. Oh yeah, with the election. Okay, makes yeah, they, sense. Yeah. I respect not going with the YG song, so I respect that. Oh, oh, you thought I wasn't? I thought you were gonna go with the FDT. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I got it right here. Fuck Donald okay. Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. I feel like that yeah, was too cliche to do that. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. But still. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. And plus, I ain't want to offend our um, Republican our Trump, listeners. Our Trump listeners. Yeah, we got a yeah. few out there. Yeah. But um, I actually listened to the song for the first time all the way through, um, like a couple days ago, and the song it's, it actually got it actually got a bop to it. <laughs> the beat, the beat is cool, but honestly, I, I always felt like I never listened to the whole thing the entire way through. Yeah. I just feel like it's super corny shit that white people play at a protest. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I think that's why I never listened to because the song came out before he actually became president. Yeah, but um, I don't. know. I just thought it was kind of corny, <laughs> so I never listened to to it all the way through. But um, a couple of days ago, I'm like, let me let me let me listen to it, and I actually forgot Nipsey was on it. Mm-hmm. So I I played the whole thing, but it got like a little bop to it. <laughs> I probably wouldn't play it outside of this, but it, it, oh, yeah. it actually got a bop to it. <laughs> now, what what was kind of, well, did you think the uh, Young Jeezy, My President is Black song was kind of corny too? Um, like, were you down with that song when it first came out? Because um, that, that was like the theme song of the Obama presidency back in yeah. 2008. Yeah. I thought, it, I didn't think it was super corny. But that wasn't the song I was always playing. Like, I, I, everybody played it when Obama won. And I didn't really have a problem with it because, you know, it was a black bread. That was a big fucking deal. Yeah. So, you know, I ain't give people a hard time for that. But when you look back at it now, like, I'm not really playing that. Yeah, I always felt like he could have went harder on it, too. The my president is black, my Lambo's blue, and I'll be like, that's just I don't know what the fuck that guy do with each other. Yeah, yeah, you rich and you got a black president, but looking back, it, it I hated it when it first came out. I thought it was super corny, but looking <laughs> back, like it was a cool moment, man. Back in two thousand eight, when we first had our first black president, yeah, but, I, it felt like we won a championship. Like you ever, you, oh yeah, you've been around when um your city won a championship, mm-hmm. and how everybody just cheering, and you hear a couple gunshots celebration you turn on the radio and they like shout out to the Astros <laughs> you know that's how I felt that's how I was because I, I, I'll never forget that day um, I, w- I was working the third shift job and I was on my way to work it was like 10 mm-hmm. o'clock at night and um, I just remember listening to the radio like we got a we got a black president yeah shout out to it was just like a good feeling and like walking to the gas station, people was dapping each other up. Mm. Like it was really like we won the championship. <laughs> that was the weird part about it. <laughs> it was a cool, like, as much as I gotta say about the Obama presidency after the fact, like that was probably the best day I ever that, that was probably the best I'll ever feel about a presidential election in my life, man. Yeah. That day that Obama actually won, you know, I thought. For the longest time, he had no chance. You know, yeah. I thought there was no way he was gonna win. But yeah, I never that, that day he won. Yeah, I never thought I'd see a black president in my lifetime. Me neither. 
Me I, neither. Yeah, most of us didn't. Yeah, just if, even if you watch like old TV shows, like Fresh Prince and stuff like that, they always joked around like, "Oh yeah, maybe you'll be a, be- a black president one day." But it was kind of like that. Ah, that would never happen. Yeah. But for that to even and, happen, it is. It, and crazy. every 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 black comedian had a bit about how the black president would act. You know, Richard Pryor had one back on his TV show. Chappelle had one. Chris Rock had a whole movie about being a black president. Because yeah. we thought it was some kind of fantasy scenario that would never happen. Mm-hmm. And it actually did. So Yeah, man. That, I, I, I mean, like we said, uh, we criticize Obama quite a bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got certain <laughs> opinions, but I think that's one of the coolest things, man. Because, like I said, I never thought it would happen. And... um. Yeah, man, it was it, it was actually a good time to me. <laughs> it was a special day, man, I'll say that much. And I don't think I'll ever feel that about any kind of government election ever again. But yeah, it, it was I'll never forget that day, man. It was crazy. Yeah. And, and people can say what they want about, you know, what he did in office. But you can't take away that moment. Like, oh, you I, don't, I don't care who you are, like him. Being elected, that was something special that will go down in history. Now, oh, I mean, for sure. Like I said, like you could talk about his Obamacare or whatever, his policies, but him getting elected is something special. <laughs> now, I mean, it was ha- having a black family in the White House, man. Can be like that. That was something. That was historical. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And of course, we bring all this up because as we record the podcast today, we had a new president elect and vice president joe biden has been announced the winner by most publications now um as well as kamala harris as vice president so yeah new yeah. i mean i will admit I'll, I'll eat some crow i thought trump was gonna take this one. i did too <laughs> i, I did thought too. trump was gonna win uh looking back i think if the coronavirus shit never happened i think trump would have won yeah, I think the coronavirus shit is what pushed people to the edge and said, "Okay, we got to get this motherfucker out of office." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. See, because comparing this to the Obama thing, I see people reacting the way that they did when Obama was elected. Some people, not everybody, and I, I just like look, man. Like we don't, we're not political podcasts. I don't want to make this about Democrats versus Republicans, but. I just don't feel, and I was no fan of Donald Trump being president, but I just don't feel the elation about Joe Biden. Like, how how do you feel about this man? Maybe I'm just tripping. No, Maybe I'm just a hater. I can't. I don't feel. I don't feel great about it. If that makes. I sense. can't front. I, I do feel like it's a big relief. Like I'm not sitting here saying, "Hey, Joe Biden, yes." Like I, ain't, I'm not about to buy a T-shirt, a Joe Biden T-shirt, or nothing like that. I'm not about to go out on the streets and celebrate. <laughs> I mean, but I do feel like it's a relief. Like to me, building up to this election, it was tense. You know, we had the MAGA people, you know, doing the MAGA things. You had the, you know, the other side, you know, shitting on everything. And it it was all over the place. Like this the country was literally divided. Now I know we've been using that word loosely for the past mm-hmm. whatever years. But literally, this was probably the most it been divided in a long time. Yeah. Where, you know, you like the president actually divided people. He made people pick a side. (laughs) So like, 
like I don't remember it being like that with Bush. I don't remember that remember it being like that with Clinton or uh even Obama. But he literally divided people. And so to me, I feel like I feel like there's no other Trump that was running. You know what I mean? There, there there's no other loudmouth like that outside of Con- maybe Kanye. But yeah. but I feel like anybody else uh, will probably be decent <laughs> rather than, you know, having Trump in office because I don't see, like like I said, I wasn't a Biden fan at all, but I don't see him doing the things Trump did, like trying to dev- uh, shit on the NBA or shit on the NFL, certain players and stuff like that. Like, people like that still want to come together as all. He not going to say, oh, the the Democrats or those Republicans or those right-wingers r- r- um, and the left-wing and all this other stuff. So I I can't lie. I do, I do feel a, a sigh of relief for it that, you know, we won't see Donald Trump in office like that again. I respect that, and I understand that. Um, and, yeah, you, you want – and, like, Donald Trump will just get out there and talk out of his ass, man. So – it is great to have a president who at least thinks before he talks and listens to his advisors and actually knows what he's saying before he says it to one extent. But I kind of feel like, how do I put this, man? Because I saw I saw a meme uh, going around. You'll probably see it if you're on Twitter. Um, it said something like, oh, well, now, uh, uh, now we're back to the regular racism we're used to now. <laughs> and it had like the Denzel relieved yeah. GIF on it, the GIF thing. <laughs> and it was like, okay, now back to the regular racism we're, we're used to, the stuff that our parents were raised on. And that's kind of like, people are saying that jokingly, but it really is kind of the truth. Yeah. And this kind of reminds me of like, let's say something crazy happens and gas goes up by like $2 and we're losing our mind going crazy. Like fucking gas is way too expensive. And then it gets lowered by one fifty. Now it's still 50 cents more than we're used to paying, Mm -hmm. but it's not $2 anymore. So we're relieved. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way about Joe Biden winning uh, and becoming president I feel like shit will still be bad, but it won't be Donald Trump bad. So we're relieved about that because we forget like a lot of these injustices and things that have happened uh, that we as a black community have been talking about. They happened in democratic cities with democratic mayors, democratic governors, democratic presidents. Mm -hmm. You know, this happened under them too. And nothing Biden is saying makes me think anything revolutionary is going to happen anytime soon. He's just talking about a get back to basics type shit, which for some people is not good enough, Mm -hmm. but I get that. It's not Donald Trump. I get why people are relieved. Like you said, but I just don't feel good about it personally. Just, I don't know. I, I feel like the, the Donald Trump exposed people for what they really are. And I'd rather let know who those people are and know who our enemies are. And that inspires more like protests, inspires more action. But a Joe Biden presidency, you know, people aren't going to want to talk bad about the president no more. Yeah. At least on the left side. 
So there's going to be a sense of complacency, I feel. And a don't, dog, Joe Biden's going to have the easiest first year of a presidency ever. (laughs) The easiest. He ain't got to do shit except not, like you said, call the NBA shitheads or whatever and go off and and, and talk crazy in press conferences. That's all he got to do for the first year. <laughs> and he'll be okay by most people's eyes because at least he ain't Donald Trump. He's like, phew, he's gone. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, I feel certain ways about it. I understand what you're saying, but also I just. You're looking at the bigger picture. Good. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't feel good in my gut about Kamala Harris and Joe Biden being in the highest office in America. But yeah, it's where it is. Yeah. I, th- I think the other thing that kind of bothered me was the, um, I guess just the, um, the Trump supporters, it wasn't necessarily him, but just the supporters. I was just, just getting, it, it was just overwhelming uh, people trying to defend what he was saying and all this other stuff. I'm tired of seeing people wearing the gear. Like it was, it's kind of like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you a cows cowboy fan. Oh, hell no. But it's kind of like cowboy. Just imagine um, running to a whole bunch of cowboy fans and they bragging about how, oh, yeah, our team about to be good. Our team great. We got this. We got these championships from 20 years ago. And they just bragging about all this other stuff. And then finally they come down to earth where it's like, well, they not winning anything this year or they lost. Where they, you know, now now they got to come back down to earth instead of being America's team and all this other stuff. So sometimes it's just kind of it's kind of like a fan of a team that's being overwhelming, and they just yeah. bragging about their team all the time. It's just like, come on now, like, like your t- your team is not even that good. <laughs> so yeah, people have gone extreme, and they've gone extreme on both sides, but. Yeah. The worst are the Trump people because you're basically on the side of the racists. <laughs> it's like not every not every Trump supporter is a Klan member, but all Klan members are Trump supporters. So <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like you just can't. I can't fuck with nobody who sides with him openly like that. Man, it's one thing to be like, okay, my taxes are lower, but yeah, nah, man, this dude was talking crazy, man. He had yeah. to go, but. Yeah, and, and and that that be the thing too. Like, like I'm, I'm sure it's a bunch of people that voted for Biden, but didn't really fuck with it. It's just like, man, we just got to do something. I, I know this ain't the guy, but this is better than nothing. And I don't really support most of the shit he talking about, but this is better than what we have. So, like, I, I guess I could kind of understand that, but um, it's just like people we support, like all the bullshit Trump then did. People be trying to defend it. It's like, you don't have to defend that. Like, it's cool to say, nah, I don't really rock with that. Like, I, you know, I still support him because I'm a Republican, but I really don't get down with him, you know, being okay with, you know, these Trump supporters surrounding the Biden bus. <laughs> I mean, it's cool to say <laughs> I don't support that. But you have people like, oh, yeah, if you watch the full video, the the bus was actually swerving towards the motorcycles. And <laughs> it's just like, like you ain't got to do that. Like, I, I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of black people really don't fuck with or didn't fuck with Biden like that. But, you know, they they still roll with it and <laughs> like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just like it's okay. and I'm actually met a couple of Trump supporters who was like, uh, like, I really don't. 
like what he's doing, but, you know, I'm a Republican. <laughs> so I, I just got to roll with it. You know, if I had to pick somebody else, I would, but this is what we got. So, I mean, like, I, I kind of respect that, but don't sit here talking about some, oh, well, Ashley, he did this, and, you know, this he wasn't wrong on this. Like, don't give me that. Look, Figgy, the fake news media is lying about our great president, okay? Yeah. Just because we saw him say the N-word out loud don't mean that he actually said it. <laughs> it may not the fake news media. Yeah. What's funny is I got into it with somebody on Twitter like that. And, um, it was and The funny thing, it was over Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. It was over because I think Kenny Stills, um, I think that was around the time he was arrested. And um, I said, damn, how he get arrested and the murders for Breonna Taylor still on the loose type of thing or st- still not. I forgot what I said, but he was arguing with me about it. And I'm like, man, look at the details. I, I sent him a, a link to something. I guess it was like Yahoo or something like that. But he was like, oh, yeah, these the um, – the um the liberals here always try to paint this narrative. I'm like, it's the fucking article. Like it's it's explaining everything what happened. And um after all this going back and forth with the tweets, he didn't even know what happened. He didn't even know he, the, did. he didn't even know the situation. I'm like, you sitting here because we end up, you know, piecing it up. But he didn't even know the situation. <laughs> He he ain't know he ain't know why he ain't know she was murdered or why she was murdered. Didn't even know who she was. I'm like, how is you arguing with me about this? <laughs> the funniest thing to me, and like, look, I'm I'm a conspiratorial guy who don't believe everything that's being reported. Like, I I, I will give you know credence to any kind of theory if I think it makes some kind of sense. But the funny thing with these people is like, you'll give them a link to a. CNN story or a CNBC story and they'll say oh that's a fake media but they'll point to a fucking Facebook post with no sources nothing <laughs> some regular ass guy just posted this shit on Facebook and it went viral and they say this is what really happened yeah. fucking Joe Blow in fucking Arkansas Arkansas <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking post on Facebook and this is what really happened about Breonna Taylor I heard she was a drug dealer was doing all this shit and she was a kingpin according to fucking uh, uh joe arbuckle I'm like okay man yeah like, so your 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 news was some random dude created is real yeah but this fucking shit that had editors and people everybody look at it is fake yeah, right. yeah that's the thing and the thing is i sent the article it wasn't like an article that was defending her or defending the cop it was strictly the article of what happened because clearly he didn't know what happened Mm-hmm. So I sent them the article because I, I ain't trying to explain in the tweets what happened. So I sent, I sent them the article and said, here, this is what happened. This is the story. And he didn't look at it. He was just like, I'm like, man, like, bro, you don't even know what happened. And you sitting here trying to pick an argument. Like, yeah. and if if you knew me personally, you know, I don't care about none of this shit as far as like the 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 uh, the Dems and the Republicans. I, like, I don't give a shit about that. The liberals and. Like, I don't care about that. I just, like, it could have been a white person that was killed wrongfully. I would still be singing the same tune. You <laughs> know what I mean? So. And that's the only way they would care about it, honestly. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Um, But 
So we're, we're, let's look at this from a, because this is the Gems and Juice podcast. We are a hip-hop podcast for the most part. Mm-hmm. And let's look at this from the hip-hop perspective. Uh, there have been several artists who have sided with Trump recently. Lil Wayne did. Ice Cube debatably did. I don't really think he did. He's fighting against the fact that he did. I don't really mm-hmm. think he did either. Yeah. But he's being painted in that corner regardless. Mm-hmm. Lil Pump, whose career, honestly, let's be honest, was over wait, before we, this. Wait, we got to hear he, this. We got to hear this real quick. Hold yes. on. I love, I love your sound. I love your music. And speaking of sound, music, and other things, one of the big <laughs> superstars of the world, Little Pimp. <laughs> Little Pimp. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Little Pimp. I'm shocked that little Pimp. Come actually on. Spoke. Little Pimp. Me too. Come on. Me too. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come Does up everyone up. know who he is? Uh, do you know how big he is? <laughs> they lying they out their ass. ass. <laughs> oh, man. That's <laughs> like, a nice even, hat. I couldn't even name a little Pump song right now if you held a gun up to my head. You know Gucci Gang. That's all everybody. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. How you guys feeling? You look like a damn fool. <laughs> I come here to say, Mr. President, I appreciate everything you've done for our country. You brought the troops home, and you're doing the right thing. Did he MAGA bring the troops home? 20, 20, 20. Don't forget that. That's your punk ass up. <laughs> yeah. And I think the the what he got credit for with the troops was something that was scheduled to happen anyway with the withdrawal from Afghanistan, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I could be wrong on that. I yeah. I felt like he just, he, I felt like he didn't know what to say. He was just like, Oh, thank you, Mr. President. You run yeah. the troops home. <laughs> I mean, that's something he's think that's something Trump has taken credit for, but I don't know how true it is. But anyway, I'm really surprised Lil Pump actually got up there and spoke. Yeah, I'm surprised too. he invited him. Like the, the <laughs> president speaking to Lil Pump is probably, even though everything crazy has happened this year, I think that's flying under the radar, but that's honestly like a low key top ten craziest shit that's happened ever. Yeah, Lil Pump. He met the, the president. president. Yeah, he met the president and and introduced them. Yeah, you don't get a lot of that stuff. Lil and got his name wrong, man. Lil Pimp. Little Pimp. So <laughs> I, I'm wondering now that Trump has lost and Trump is gonna fight this tooth and nail. I don't think this is officially over for a while now. But it's pretty much for all intents and purposes over. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with the artists who have sided with Trump publicly, the public figures who have done that? Do you think their career is over? I don't know if you put Kanye in there because we know he was cool with Trump, but he's trying to do his own thing now. Yeah. But what do you think is going to happen with people like Lil Wayne and Lil Pump, I guess? Do you think that they will their career is over now that they sided with the loser who everybody hates, or do you think they have a chance? I think Lil Punk career was already over, honestly. I I actually I, I forgot he exists. I think this little bit of uh, fifteen seconds of fame kind of helping him a little bit, I guess. But I don't think nobody really checking for him. As far as Lil Wayne, it's hard to say because I I feel like a lot of people knew this was Lil Wayne. So I don't think people was really shocked because he, you know, Lil Wayne said some shit before. But as far as being over, I just don't see, I don't see hip-hop giving up on Lil Wayne. 
I, I like if if Lil Wayne available for a verse, I think they would just take that on the chin. Be, uh, with Kanye, it's it's a little different because, he, I mean, when was his last best project? And people people feel like he ain't really got it right now. So, like a lot of people might not care to have a Kanye verse or a feature or whatever or a beat. But as far as Lil Wayne, man, it, it, like is 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 as far as rap. Lil Wayne still got it. <laughs> he can still give you a yeah. nice verse. And he's still a legendary rapper. And I, I just I just think people probably just gonna take that on the chin. So I don't know if his music gonna take a dive, but as far as everybody else, I just feel like they don't really care. Yeah, I agree. Um Lil Wayne seems to be untouchable. He said crazy shit and done crazy shit and people you know he's still a legend in their eyes Lil Wayne can do no wrong to some people so I don't know man Lil Wayne's one of those people where it's just like they admit like kind of like Allen Iverson like you kind of admit he's a fuck up but he's also a legend so you can't talk too bad about him yeah and and same thing with Lil Wayne man he'd be talking out his ass but <laughs> I, don't know, I think people just don't expect much from him anyway so I don't yeah. know man but interesting to see what happens in the future yeah um, I, uh what do you think is going to happen as far as like the next couple months with as far as like trump because i'm really interested to see how um i guess he passed the torch to the next president you know how they usually mm -hmm. do when they officially swear uh i guess swarm them in yeah I, i'm interested on how that's gonna work because i don't see trump doing that remember obama did that with Trump, yeah. you know, even though I know he kind of didn't really care for him, but you know, he did what the president usually do. And I, I this is going to be interesting. I, I want to see what he's going to do with this. Trump is not going to cooperate at all. You know, he is going to make himself a martyr. He is going to claim that this election was stolen from him and that the president is not legitimate. So, <laughs> No, as long as he he's talking about going to the Supreme Court and even though he's going to lose all these fights, he's still going to fight them, you know. So we, we've gone so far down this road of somebody's theory being true, even though it's not based on any kind of fact that his supporters will be behind him no matter what. And this this shit ain't ending for a while, man. And even when it does, like people forget Trump can run again. Mm -hmm. He can run again. So he might run again in 2024 and saying, I'm the real president. My, my last yeah. election was stolen from me. <laughs> and I don't know. But no, Trump is not going to play along. He is not going to willfully say, you know, he's not going to concede. He, he'll leave the office eventually, but he's not going to concede. And he'll keep saying he's going to be active on Twitter because this entire time <laughs> shitting on Joe Biden and saying, I'm the real president still. And I think this was his plan. People have been talking about it for a while. I think this was his plan all along. Mm -hmm. You know, he knew a lot of the Democrats were going to be doing the mail-in voting. So he tried to fuck with the post office. And now he's saying, oh, these votes are late. They shouldn't have counted. So yeah. whatever. I think it was all part of his plan at mm -hmm. the end of the day. Because he knew he was his approval rating was low, like low for even him. So he knew he was out of there, man. He's just trying to 
save face at this point. So yeah, do you do you think it's a possibility he will uh, eventually go to jail, or it might be entertained as far as him going to jail? <laughs> because no. a lot of people is throwing that out there too. People been saying that shit since 2016, man. People been saying like he's not going to jail over anything, like because if they could, they would have. Like he's been charged with sexual assault, rape, uh, tax evasion, supposedly all this shit. They tried to get him for the Russian thing, uh, Russian collusion. They tried to get him on that. Dog, for some reason he's Teflon. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but they tried to get him for years now, and they haven't. I, I wonder if it, uh, if he was like Teflon because he w- was the president. Because it, it it would be a bad look if you arrest the president for something like that. But I wonder if, uh, you know, this is kind of me being a conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theorist too, but I wonder if it was a thing where they waited till he got out of office. He was w- waiting till his term was up. And they did what they did, the, the corruption or whatever people want to call it, try mm-hmm. to get him out where he don't win at all. But people behind the scenes, Republicans and whoever, and maybe the next step is to try to put him under the ground. <laughs> yeah, I just don't see it happening, man. I, I don't think, like, there's never been a, a president that went to jail in the history of America, ever. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even actual criminals, like people who committed war crimes, people who lied and spied on people. Fucking, if Richard Nixon didn't get sent to jail, <laughs> you know, I don't think Trump is either, man. So, yeah. I don't think he's going to jail, man. He's going to get lawsuits pressed against him. He's going to get all that, but he's not going to prison. Mm. Like, no way. I don't see that happening. Mm. So, yeah. I would, I'm not saying I'm against it, or I would be against it. Of course, yeah. I don't really give a fuck, but I just don't yeah. see him going. And then what kind of prison are you going to send Donald Trump to anyway, man? He needs to go to the same one they sent Bill Cosby to. Yeah, he should, yeah. <laughs> like a regular ass one. He can't go to no special prison. Yeah, if they did, they gonna uh, do a Pablo Escobar type of prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he builds his own shit. <laughs> yeah. Like his prison is a, a fucking Trump Tower that they just made into a prison. Yeah, like, had women and pool tables and all type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, they can't be doing that shit. <laughs> what was some? Um, of the, what was some of the funny memes that stuck out to you? Oh man, there was a lot. Um, well, most of the shit I saw in my timeline was corny, man. I'm not even gonna fucking lie, dog. Like some of the black Twitter memes that Joe Biden was getting made my skin crawl, man. <laughs> like there was one tweet about, oh, Joe Biden got a a WAP, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Pennsylvania. That shit would have made me want to shoot myself in the head, dog. Shit like that, I hate. Yeah. And I saw a lot of that bullshit. <laughs> uh, but there was some funny shit out there, too, man. I, I got to look through the timeline. But what about you? What did you see that was funny? To me, the funniest one that popped up was the one when um, uh, Jordan Peele was the president. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, he's shaking the white people hand all proper. And then the black dudes, come on, man. What's up, man? What's up, man? <laughs> so they they had that meme. They had that video meme. And they had, like, the different... Um, like the black states and the black cities that um as the black people. So when he be like, what's up, man? What's going on, man? It, it would be like Atlanta. 
or Detroit or something like that. So all the people he really dapped up, dapped up was like the black cities that won or the black states, the states that actually won with the black people. So that was kind of hilarious. <laughs> I do like the uh, the ones congratulating Joe Budden. Yeah, that was <laughs> For hilarious. winning the election. Yeah. That I, shit is funny. How many tweets you think he going to get of people trying to trash uh, uh, Joe Biden? <laughs> oh, tons, man, ton. Like it probably already started a long yeah. time ago. It, yeah, it was once. It, I get. I don't know who this person was, but he was in politics. Um, yeah, I think he had the blue check mark and everything. I I forgot who he was, but he was trying to shit on Joe Biden, but he tagged Joe Button. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you that shit was hilarious, and uh, Joe Button actually replied to it like, "Hey, like I don't know what you're talking about." Man, honest, honestly, Joe Biden winning is huge for Joe Budden's career because <laughs> he's going to get a whole lot of tweets yeah. and sub-tweets talking about that shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, uh, that was pretty funny. Other than that, man. How, how uh, did you, how did you feel? Know. How did you feel about it taking that long, this long? Because this it's you know, election night is Tuesday and mm-hmm. we usually find out that night like super late but this shit bleed it into i mean we didn't find out until saturday that yeah yeah how how did you feel did you feel like it was a little corruption going on or was it was it just the simple fact that more people voted so it took way more time i think the mail-in thing and this is a thing where it's like okay you can't say we can mail in our votes and then act like it's fucked up and cheating when you mail in your vote. Like, if there was real concern about that shit being corrupt, they shouldn't even done it. Mm -hmm. But they did, and if you tell people you can mail in your vote, you can't get mad that that shit took a long time to get counted, when legally, (laughs) I guess they couldn't even count the shit until election day. Yeah. You know? So, I'm not, like, I I don't put it past any campaign to play dirty. You know, so I'm not going to say that both sides were innocent. I still think, you know, Donald Trump definitely had some Russian ties in that last election to help him spread some bullshit memes and fake news and shit to uh, help him win that direct that election. But I don't know, man. I I remember the year 2000, you know, Al Gore and fucking George W. Bush. That shit took a month. To yeah. get decided, man. And then that shit was super fishy when it got decided because it feels like Al Gore should have won. Yeah. They just didn't b- count a bunch of votes and said, nah, fuck it, Bush won. Like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. And then Al Gore just quit. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that shit made no sense, man. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds like a scandal as far as like, um, I don't know, they found the some type of dirty picture or email or something. And like, hey, you need to drop out right now. Nah, he he got a call or something. Because yeah. think about it. We didn't see Al Gore again after that. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he disappeared. He, yeah, it must. Yeah, they must about to kill his family or something. And he had yeah. no choice but to quit. They told him, get the fuck out of politics right now. <laughs> <laughs> your family wants to live, man. You got to go ahead yeah. and wrap it Here, up. Go to fucking here, Cuba. Here's your letter. I want you to read this on live TV. <laughs> I want you to pack up and move. <laughs> that shit was that shit was crazy to me. And he, that was back when I barely even understood what was going on, man. Like, I wasn't worried about politics back then. But that was weird to me even back then. Yeah. So I don't think this is as weird as that. 
yeah. you know, at least we got to know by the weekend who won. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, there there's going to be a recount in Georgia. I think the Georgia vote is really close. Like yeah. only a couple thousand decided it. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be recounted. But I mean, Joe Biden won decisively, man. They were saying he got the most votes out of everybody ever. In history, yeah. You know, in history. So I don't know, man. I think a lot of people were motivated this year more than ever because of the constant barrage of the boat and, and everything man. going on in the world, man. man. So everywhere I look, they was talking about voting, man. I yes. opened up the app and a big old thing come up on the screen <laughs> talking about voting. Man, dog, they were text I've from never seen I, was, I haven't seen it. Go ahead. Oh, I was getting a bunch of text messages from Malik and Derek, and <laughs> so hey, have you voted? Can you can you tell? Can you try to get three more people to vote? I'm like, God damn! <laughs> I don't even think 2008 was this bad, and 2008 was crazy too, man. Like yeah. you could not escape the vote <laughs> message this year. Yeah. Open up Instagram is right there. Open mm-hmm. up Twitter is right there. Getting texts, getting calls. Mm-hmm. My mama getting texts and calls, <laughs> like the shit was crazy, man. Yeah, and and yeah, the, the definitely there was definitely making you feel guilty for not voting. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I think there was just a lot of turnout, and because of that, that's why Joe Biden won, man. Because it's like it's people who don't usually vote or people who have never voted were motivated this year to vote. Yeah, so, a lot of athletes voted for the first time yeah. ever, and that say a lot. <laughs> It does. Those grown ass men. They're going to have to pay more in taxes, but fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They they trying to stand on the right side. I I respect it. So, Mm -hmm. the the other funny meme I was saying was uh, remember during the uh, Sunday night football game where DJ Metcalf uh, hawked down? I forgot yeah. what it was. Buda Baker. Uh, Buda Baker, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody uh, had a meme of Trump. As Buda Baker, and then the mail-in ballots. <laughs> yeah, the mail-in ballots. Yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> that I like was that, one. that was hilarious because I thought he was about to lose. I thought I thought uh, I thought Trump was gonna win. And, Me too. Um, they say, oh yeah, we got like a million different um, mail-in ballots. We got to count at the end of the night. And that shit, he just caught up overnight. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't think he was about to win Pennsylvania or uh, Atlanta. <laughs> I, I knew it was over when people started to turn on him, man. When everybody started to either be silent or 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 just straight up say, nah, it's bullshit. Because even Fox News was like, nah, he lost Pennsylvania. He lost these states. And then he was calling Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox News, and telling him to retract that shit. And Rupert Murdoch said no. Mm. Like, yeah. his, his own friends started pulling. Because you got to think, uh, the Republicans still own the Senate. You know, they won their elections, so they can't come out here and say this election was a fault, was a farce and false and it didn't count because they won. Mm-hmm. So how can you come out and say and where you won your election and say we should we should discount this entire election and start over? You can't. Yeah. So they're kind of fucked. They can't come out and say <laughs> the whole thing was a fraud because yeah. they won. So. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew it was over when I saw his his former friends and people who were in his corner start to be like, nah, man, you on your own, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. This shit this shit was insane, man. But I it was, man. I, I watched CNN for like the past three days. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> and, and it started getting irritating because it's like 
they started repeating the same shit. The um the verbiage on the screen was like, oh, we will know who wins soon. And they're counting the votes. They should have an end shortly. Or we should be done with the count closely. I was just like, man, they were saying that shit for like <laughs> the last three days. Yeah, and I hated how like for, for two days, the count was like 253 to 214. <laughs> and I'm like, dog, this shit ain't moving at all. Yeah. Oh, the states are still too close to call, but stay tuned. We'll report any breaking news when we... Like, motherfucker, like, we watching TV, and people, you know, like, like you said, they, they saying it like it's about to happen right now. Yeah. And I kind of feel for them because they had no choice. Yeah, they you know? didn't know. They in there blind. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it did get old after a while. I didn't watch a whole lot of TV. I watched TV the, the whole election night. Mm-hmm. But after that, when I saw that, you know, it was taking long to count the ballots, and it was not going to be decided until probably Friday or later. I was like, I can't take four <laughs> days of this straight. I turned off the TV, man. I, I was yeah. just on Twitter, <laughs> but I couldn't watch that shit for four days straight, man. I know how people did it. Yeah. That shit, that shit was, was too stressful. Yeah. It felt, man, if that night before it felt like a game seven, like, so that <laughs> Monday, that Monday, uh, that Monday is like, man, it felt like it was a game seven the next day. Yeah. You don't know who was going to win. And, yeah, it it was it was really stressful. I, I don't think I've been this stressed in a minute. And this was a crazy year. Yeah. <laughs> so this was like, man, like I don't know what's going on. But yeah, this it, we got a lot to man. I can't wait for the the, the yearly wrap up of this podcast. <laughs> it's a it was a lot of shit to uh bring back. <laughs> really, man. Honestly, a lot, yeah, a lot, man. Craziest <laughs> year. And I don't say that lightly. Craziest year I'll probably live to my whole life, man. Yeah. At least from a, a national standpoint, it's, not personal. It's it's comfortable saying that now. I know we usually we usually be like, man, can't wait till next year. This year was bad. Nah, this was really a bad year. Yeah. Like I I don't want to take anything <laughs> into twenty twenty one from twenty twenty. Yeah, nationally, yeah, I agree, man. I try, I try to divorce saying that because I don't like saying it when, okay, you have personal bad years and you have bad years for like the nation. Mm-hmm. So I try to divorce that. This year was actually pretty good for me personally, but yeah. uh, like nationally, it was probably the worst year to like with Kobe yeah. dying, COVID, all this stuff like happened that was bad. I can't say this was a terrible year for me, but it was yeah. a bad year just for like the nation, I guess. So. Yeah, I agree. But shoot, I got a full time job this year. Yeah, and, you know a lot of stuff. Yeah, I I kind of had it. I don't I don't remember having a real bad year. Where it's just like damn, but yeah, personally this year was pretty good for me. But overall, it's just like all the bullshit happening. It's just like damn. Yeah, this outside was, of your personal life. Yeah, yeah it was. Kind of rough. <laughs> I agree, man. So, yeah, it is what it is. That's finally over, theoretically. And we'll see what else happens. Hopefully, things start to wind down. Um, I, I just, I, I think this shit's still going to get crazy, man. I still don't yeah. think we've seen you, the end of the bullshit. You think you're going to keep hearing corruption from Trump supporters for the next 100%. 40 years? <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like how they never saw Obama as their president. 
Mm-hmm. Like they're never going to see Joe Biden as a president, man. Yeah. Like Joe Biden can say y'all locking down to wear a mask and not going nowhere. They ain't going to obey that shit. They're going to be out there. Yeah. You know, so it is going to be crazy, man. But <laughs> yeah. at least it's winding down theoretically and we have a new president. So I can stop hearing these fucking athletes and people on the fucking TV and <laughs> texting me, telling me to vote. It's over now, man. Black people <laughs> did their job. You got they what voted. you wanted. <laughs> Leave us alone now, man. LeBron, stop yelling at me. <laughs> I'm not as goofy shit. Yeah. <laughs> the Gems and Juice Podcast presents. Check one, two. And we also have a very, very special guest joining us today. The Gems and Juice Artist Spotlight. Brought to you by Sky Lab Studios. Book your studio session now at SkyLabHouston.com. Attention, gemstones and juices. Are you an artist, producer, or podcast looking for a professional and private recording studio? Have you been struggling to find the right engineer to record, mix, and master your projects? Well, you're in luck, fellas. Created by audio engineer and music producer Micah Dowie, Skylab Studios Houston is located in the Galleria area of Houston, Texas, and provides a great recording experience while overlooking the city skyline. <laughs> Hey, I gotta say, man, I, I was there not that long ago, man. It, it's 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 worth it, man. <laughs> it's really worth it. I was, it's a clean spot, man. It is. I was I was so close to saying, man, just you know, cut the computer on, let me record something. I started to break out the uh, the hard drive and you know go through some songs and re, uh, record okay. some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it it really is a good vibe. It's a good it's a good view. And, um. Yeah, if you book book a session with him, man, you you'll definitely feel a vibe. Yeah, it's a cool spot, man. We ain't just saying that. We've seen it. Vicky been there in person, so we we ain't gonna put our name on something that we don't believe in, man. And we telling y'all this is a dope studio setup. So please visit SkylabHouston.com and hit the book now button for session availability. Follow Skylab Studio Houston on Instagram at Skylab ATX for more info. And they do podcasts too. So if you got a podcast, head over to Skylab Studios and uh, you can record your podcast overlooking the sky. out of uh, Figgy's neck of the woods here, uh, singer-songwriter from Cleveland, Ohio. We're going nationwide, man. We we are. Houston, Cleveland, and and we're hitting across the nation, man. New Orleans. New Orleans. Oh, yeah, we did have New Orleans last week as well. (laughs) So, yes, we we reaching across the globe, man. And we have another talented young lady joining us by the name of Nepertiti at Nepper. How do you say that? Okay, Nepertiti, right? Yes, beautiful. I, I try not to say Nefertiti. I say Nefertiti, correct? Is- okay, Nefertiti Avani. Ooh! Joining us, okay. 
Do people mess up your name pretty often? Oh, yes. And it's it's interesting because my name is famous. Nefertiti was a famous Egyptian queen. Mm. So I know you guys seen like the necklace probably before and you maybe didn't know. But uh, Tupac has Nefertiti tatted on him. Okay. Who came up? Who came up with that name? Uh, my dad. My really? dad. Okay. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So it's not an artist's name. It's actually your legit. Okay, I like it. I rock with that. I rock with that. I like it. I like yeah. those spiritual holistic names. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how did you get into the uh, the singing songwriting game out there? Like. How did you start, decide you want to be an artist, and how did you get started down that path? Um, Well, I always loved music. Uh, My family was very musical, my dad, my grandfather. And, um, you know, I wanted to do something that I really enjoyed doing for a living and that I was good at. And so, you know, music just, you know, took its toll. When I was like nine years old, I started writing songs and... I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do forever. So professionally, maybe 2012, 2011, dropped my first song and it went everywhere. Before I knew what I was doing, I just put it on the internet. And this thing I know it's like in different languages and people were selling it. Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. It was a it was a double sided coin because that at that point I knew that I had something, but I was also like, oh, I don't know anything. Let me go find out about the business. <laughs> yeah, that's the important part. <laughs> yeah. no, it really is. So we see you have a little studio set up over over there too. So do you actually produce and record yourself or? Yes, yes. So oh, wow. I produce. I write everything. Um, I record myself. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in full fledged. <laughs> that's dope. I, that's dope. I, yeah. I I like artists that do that. I like artists that have their own setup. They record themselves because during this pandemic, you seen a lot of artists that was damn near out of business because they couldn't get into a studio. Um, they don't know how to use Pro Tools or any recording type of thing. They don't make their own beats. So it's yes. it's good to see see you doing stuff like that. Yes, yes. I got to. That's how I keep business going. You know, if I had to depend on somebody else's studio, I'd be out of business. <laughs> yeah. It's important to be self-sufficient as an artist too, man. Definitely. You don't want to be owing favors to too many people. And I think especially important when you're like a female in the game, because there's a lot of, you know, schemey ass dudes out there. <laughs> To be like, oh, you ain't got to pay for the studio time, girl. You good. It's time free. And you got fucking a bottle of wine and some candles in that bitch, too. <laughs> like, and it's a session, or what we doing? Yeah. I, hey, I know you hip to the guy. Um, Everybody know this dude in Cleveland, but Terry T. Terry T, yeah. Have you heard yeah. of Terry T? Yeah, like, there's it, a lot of stories behind that dude. <laughs> I, I, I actually did a... um. I did a, uh, he was hosting, he would do like um, uh, ciphers in his basement. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I killed his basement. And it was like, after that, everything came out and it was shut down. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, oh, you must've got, you must've got the last of it because I used to yeah. go, I used, that was the first studio I went to. 
and he was oh, charged he was wow. he was charged like forty dollars an hour, which was a little steep because we was broke, but you know the quality <laughs> was good. But um, he was just like scheming on everything, man. He would he would um, he he was like super strict on the time. He he would sit there. He said as soon as we walk in, that's when the time start. <laughs> so we oh, like what the. F- yeah. Now, see, I know I wasn't. No, I wouldn't have it none of that. He invited me to be a part of the cipher, mm. and I came in. I killed it. You know what I'm saying? And I went home. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. And th- and then there were stories of like him. Um, I I think he ended up going to jail. I I don't know if he's still in jail or not, but he actually went to jail, and they shut. The, the, like you said, they shut that whole studio down, and um. I don't know if he was into like the kitty porn or something like that. It oh, was wow. it was something uh, like that. Yeah, uh, this dude was a real creep. Damn. And, and I remember certain females was like, man, he. Um, I remember looking on his computer. He had pictures of some girls or something. Like he, wow. like he always had a creep vibe to it. <laughs> wow. See, no, see, I'm protect, and that's a that's a great way I protect myself. I. At the house, at the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you can record three in the morning <laughs> in a robe if you want to. <laughs> I get till six a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very important to be self-sufficient, definitely. Uh, so you mentioned being in the house. We've all kind of been in the house lately because of the pandemic going on, and we've asked all the artists this basically: like, how, how are you managing in this COVID environment? Like, have you been able to create? as well as you usually do or have you been more inspired with everything going on or is it kind of affecting you in a negative way like where, where's your mindset at creativity create creatively in this it's, era right now it's it's funny because when i went out to vegas with with my guy teddy riley he was like you know oh wait is, a minute you can't you can't just I name know, drop teddy riley <laughs> you gotta explain <laughs> oh no that's my big brother so like teddy is pretty much the one that um i i'm going to give him the credit for discovering me um and putting me putting me um um on a bigger scale um but when i went out to vegas with him i want to say september yeah september we were just out there and he was talking about you know this stuff for us is like our every day because we're always in the studio working. So it was like, it was no change for us. Like it was no, you know, huge lifestyle change. And, um, you know, the stuff that we're into, we like, you know, getting into health and herbs and stuff like that. So, you know, it was just our every day. You know, I didn't see much change. It was, the only thing I was kind of peculiar was like, if somebody was coming over for a session I wouldn't know, like, are you scared of the Rona? Are you not? Like, because <laughs> I, I, um, I do things to keep my immune system up and keep my body protected from, so I, you know, me and my family, we don't get sick, you know, all year round. Um, it took us maybe about two years to figure it out, crack the cold. But after we did, you know, we've been, you know, healthy. So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm interested in that part too because I want to know like, are, is it more of a juicing thing? Because I feel like there are people who eat healthy and there are people who don't even wear deodorant because they believe that has negative chemicals in it. So where do you stand <laughs> on the spectrum? Or are you just on the, I eat kale sometimes or I don't put anything 
unnatural on my body at all. Right, right, right. So here's the thing. I'm not extreme right or left. I always believe in staying balanced, staying realistic, you know. Um, but there are certain things that you can, minerals, okay? Not necessarily vitamins, but minerals. Um, when you keep your minerals up in your body and you keep a pretty much alkaline system, meaning if you're going to eat your bush, if, can I cuss? Yeah, yeah, you can cuss. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to eat your bullshit, make sure you detox, you know, make sure you fast, take, take a couple of days and, you know, don't eat nothing, drink some water, you know, take it easy on your system, give yourself time to cleanse, you know, and then you start, you start over. So that's, that's my philosophy. Just kind of staying balanced, staying in the middle, putting the most powerful things known to man in your body. And um, if you are going to do some bullshit, make sure you stay on your herbs and you detox, detox it out simple okay okay are you vegan by any chance oh yeah for the most part like sometimes i will have um some cheese or like uh yeah for the most part cheese but um i got into these monatomics monatomic gold monatomic copper it's liquid gold and it's liquid copper and for me so when you take those things it like it heightens your senses oh wow Mm. I began to get sensitive to uh, the absence of electricity in food. So like I would be like, if I would t- bite into a piece of meat, I could taste that it is dead and it's nothing. Mm. And I was like, hell no, like I'm cool, I'm good. Like, But I was like, before I could eat it, no problem. I thought it was good, but now I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> Now, I got to ask you this, too, because I read an article about Maya, who has recently gone vegan, and she said she couldn't even date somebody who ate meat. Yeah. And that hurt my feelings, because even though I have no shot at dating Maya, like, I like to believe I have a shot. (laughs) So I don't want her to reject me just because I eat meat. So could you date a guy who eats meat or doesn't stick to what your your diet kind of is? Or does he have to kind of comply with what you be eating? You know what, you you know what, before I could have, but now I can, I'm, my senses are heightened. So I can, I can taste it in your sperm. You know, Mm. I can smell it coming out of your, your pores. So I'm good. I'm cool. Like I, I, it's not because, oh, you, you eat the animals and blah, 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 blah. Like whatever you do your thing, but I don't want to be repulsed by somebody who I'm trying to be. You know what I'm saying? Up yeah. in that thing. I'm not trying to be like, <laughs> I'm trying to smell that. So it, It's yeah. crazy. Maya said the same thing. She said she could smell the death in their breath. Yes. <laughs> Remember that? It's real. I know it sounds crazy, but like, because I used to be, you know, eating meat, eating bacon, everything. Like, I love meat. But like, you know, getting into this lifestyle, seeing all of the benefits, um, seeing that you don't get sick. Um, cause that's another thing that keeps your body alkaline cause, cause meat is so acidic, you know, it just, it, 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 um, it toxifies your blood. So, you know, everything you become stronger, you become wiser, you can think better, you know, um, and yeah, you can eventually you start to smell it and it'd be like, ugh, mm. like it, it don't like how it smells to probably the people that eat meat now, it don't smell like it's not going to smell like so you can smell a, a, a steak on the grill and not think that smells good anymore? Uh, 
because I used to smoke and I don't smoke no more, but cigarettes, like the cigarette smoke still smells good to me, even though oh, I know okay. it's bad and I don't do it no more. Oh, so okay. th- does meat still smell good to you? Uh, no, no. But it, it was a point where it did smell good to me, but I just wasn't eating it. Dang. But now it's like, it literally smells like some something is dead and it's around like, you mm. know. Damn. It's interesting. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> that yeah. is deep. That is deep. That makes me think about a lot of things, man. Because I'm like, shit, I, I, I eat meat still, but mm. I don't know. It's tough. How, it's how, tough long, how long did it you take were, you to get to that point? How, did, how long did it take me? Yeah. Oh, years. Years. I want to say I started in 2014. And it was, it was never like, you know, a straight, I think my longest that I went when I was going back and forth was like six months. Mm. And then I reverted back. Cause like I said, it still smelled good to me. It's still, I was like, Oh, I want some. And then when I had, um, when I got pregnant, I was like, I'm eating everything, you know? Cause I didn't know. Cause when you do take me out, you have to learn how to replace the minerals in your body. You know what I mean? Because you are eating flesh. So you're ingesting the minerals of that what's left in there. But they sit the meat there so long. The meat not even eating plants anymore. They eating like soy and garbage. So it's not even as healthy as it used to be maybe like back in the day when our parents was coming up. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't mean to go off on the aside about the diets, but it's interesting because we never had somebody like this on the podcast before. Most of us, you know, well, like we generally eat healthy, but, you know, I always want to talk to somebody and pick their brain about, you know, people who don't eat meat at all and kind of experience. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because it actually ties into the song, Raw. Mm, Um, It's actually like a triple entendre. And uh, what I realized was when we had, when me and my husband, when we stopped eating meat and we stopped eating dairy, the sex was oh wow next level. <laughs> like, so, okay, explain that. Was it just okay, more energy okay. or what? Okay, so, okay. So first of all, when you stop eating that stuff, your circulation gets better. So maybe when it took a longer recover time, you know, after you bust a nut. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. You that recover time. And the amount of semen, like I, I'm a sexual person. So I like, you know what I'm saying? I like a good amount. You know what I'm saying? Don't squirt me with some little... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that thing painting up the house. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the amount um, increases, you know, the how it's able to shoot increases um, your vitality, your 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 energy increases. And um, it's also a spiritual difference, too. So um, it made him way more powerful. And so I was like, okay, we're going to do this. <laughs> and that was just from the diet and not even supplements. Because I take supplements that make it pretty, pretty mm-hmm. like what you were talking about. But <laughs> you're saying it's just from the diet alone? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah mm. just, from, just from taking stuff out of your body. 
you're going to experience a world of difference. It's it's amazing. <laughs> and it makes mm. you stay on it. Mm. Yeah. Man, you might have yeah. sold me. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you might have, man. But here's the problem. And here's the problem I have is like, we meet, especially living in Houston, like you gonna meet a lot of women who be like, I ain't gonna be, I ain't gonna be with a man who don't eat meat, or I ain't gonna be with a man who who's on a diet all the time. And, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it tough as a dude trying to stick to shit like that because we take y'all out to eat and y'all be trying to go not to the uh, plant-based spot, you know. <laughs> people, women need y'all to go, like, eat good, you know, seafood or whatever. So it's tough. It's tough out here for men. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. And, and, I feel and not to mention, it's a lot of food spa- uh, places out here. Like, it's not yeah. as many in Cleveland. But mm-hmm. down here, it's like everywhere you look, it's like, ooh, I want to try that place. Ooh, I want they, they literally have everything in Houston. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. I feel it. I feel it, guys. But you know what? Um, the right woman, she is going to see you as um, a leader. You know, she's going to see you as somebody who sets a, an example for her. And she's going to want to follow in your footsteps if you are influential enough. So, you know, y'all ain't got to worry about that. I feel like you on your way. That's why I'm telling you this. I'm just playing a little seed. <laughs> <laughs> like you, yeah, you. I don't know about you. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Wait, who who you talking to? I can't tell you pointing at. I'm talking <laughs> to Ryan. Ryan, I feel like you going to be on your way. Like, eventually, I could see you, like, in a couple years, at least trying. Maybe, like, you might do, like, two weeks, no meat. Just to see what it's like. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried it a couple times, and one of my one of my life goals is to be vegan. So I do. Tr- oh, I do okay. try. I do try to eat better. It's some great vegan spots out here too. But yeah, um, yeah. shout out to Soul Food y'all Vegan. Monotomics. Yeah. Y'all, y'all got to get these monotomics. The monotomics is gonna change everything. They, I mean, they expensive, but it's worth it. You got gold in your body. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? You you want that, so. The problem with me is I, I work out a lot and I like to lift weights and mm-hmm. you, all the people who like, you have to get the protein and the meat's the easiest, cheapest way to do it. So you got to replace it with pro. Like, I don't want to eat beans all day, man. I, I got to, <laughs> we got to mix it up a little bit. I got to find something that that's similar to get you the protein gains you need while you lift the weight. Uh-huh. So that's what you gotta do. You so it's not the protein; it's the amino acid. Okay. So, cause so when you think about the meat, what you think them big ass gorillas they eating bananas and they eating plants. You know what I'm saying? A big ass cow they supposed to be eating grass all day. So what's happening is it's the aminos that you want to get. So instead of looking for a protein, look for your amino. You can find that in wild rice. You can find that in beans. You can find that in um, nuts, seeds. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, different grains like amaranth. If The more you get into it, you're going to find so much stuff that you can get your aminos and you can, you know, take the meat. Because the meat... It's, it's going to create a lot of blood, but it's going to create toxic blood. You don't want that because everything makes itself out of your blood. Your muscles, your bones, all of that stuff makes itself out of the blood. So you want that foundation to be strong so that the rest of your body can be strong. So, Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm going mean, to give it a shot, but I'm going to find yeah. you 
if I don't waste away to nothing and my biceps yeah. disappear, I'll be like, hey, never <laughs> teeny. No, uh, no. Uh, you're going to be way, you're actually going to be way stronger. You're going to be like, dang, why this so much easier? <laughs> the meat does, like, it it stops you and prohibits you in a lot of ways. It, it makes your blood thicker and harder to move. And you'll see, you'll see. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll give it a shot and I'll let I you know. I should have been writing this down. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I made some chicken last night, so I got to finish that first and then I'll be done with okay, it. Okay, well, finish your okay. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> now, sorry, I know people are listening who are like, what the fuck are we talking about right now? <laughs> you had to pick your brain about that a little bit, but you, we brought you on because of your, you, you are an artist, songwriter, and you did mention Teddy Riley, who you just slid in there, but now we have to know about that. How'd you meet Teddy Riley? How'd you guys link up and how'd you guys get a relationship, a working relationship going like that? Um, one of my one of my good friends um, that's a producer from here, um, V1, she goes by, um, she used to go by Lady Trauma. And she was a producer um, out of Cleveland who was making like a lot of connections just by her amazing work. And Teddy was one of her connects. You know, she went out to a show, she met him. And um, I think at a point he was looking for writers. So she introduced me. And um, he was like, wow, like, who is this girl? Yeah, what's she doing? Is she signed? You know, is she interested? So um, from there, that's where we started our relationship, and um, I went out to work on an artist, uh, Justin Timberlake's artist, um, and we did some records for him, and then I came back so he could meet my family. He wanted to meet my family and everything, so I brought my whole family, and we worked on more records, and then the next time I came out, um, we actually have a song together. So um, he's on a song with me doing the, the talk box. It sounds amazing. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. And he just, you know, been my big brother, you know, through this whole thing. So I'm gracious to, to be with him because, you know, he, he raised my ear. The things that I choose when I do music um, is heavily influenced by Teddy. So, yeah, I'm glad to be with him. No, for sure. It's a legend in the game, man. Not everybody gets work with somebody like that. So that's that's dope. That's really dope. You guys linked up. Who do you think won the verses, though? Him or Babyface? Um, I I I'm gonna go with my boy Teddy, of course. And here's the thing: a lot of people don't understand this about Teddy because they know Teddy the artist. They don't know all of the music that Teddy is behind. You know what I mean? So. Teddy's has a genre, okay? So when you hear um, anything that's New Jack Swing, you know, I wanna sex you up, even though Teddy didn't personally produce the song, it's his genre of music. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the whole 90s is sold up with, with Teddy to, to me. And so it's just kind of like, you can't really beat that. You know what I mean? I respect Babyface. I love Babyface. He's an incredible producer, incredible writer, but Teddy has a genre, so you can't really... But he's so humble. He's never going to come like that. So we got to speak like that for him. That <laughs> <laughs> for himself. But, um, yeah, Teddy is... Teddy is incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. 
Uh, and yeah, that's, I, I think that was the case for both of them because I think both of them had their side. It, it was more of the babyface fans versus the Teddy Riley fans more so than it was babyface versus Teddy Riley, man. Cause I nah. think they, they cooled each other. Oh yeah. They love each other. They yeah. love, they respect each other. You know, that's like little big brother, little brother, big brother. So <laughs> Yeah. The, the jokes that night during that battle was hilarious. Like the first <laughs> time where he, uh, nobody could hear Teddy, and he was like, "Can you hear me? Can y'all hear me?" <laughs> like th- to me, that was just straight up quarantine shit. Where we just like, man, like, what is going on here? We trying to hear hear this battle. And right, then- <laughs> right, right. And the next day, you know, we rocked out and we had so much fun. I just feel like all of us needed that. Yeah. You know, so many people tuned in and. Mm-hmm. Going back in time, listening to all those records, like that was just—it just was so—it was so good. It was so good. It was, <laughs> it was definitely a good time. Uh, so, what do you have on the horizon? Do you are you working with any on any projects right now? Do you have anything uh, in I, the woodworks that people can do, look I, forward to? So, my project, my I have a um, mixtape coming out. It's a mixtape because it's all samples except for one. But it's all samples with my guy, Michael Martin, the producer. And it's called Oh OK. And it's dropping November 17th. So that's coming soon. And, um, you know, other than that, you know, I've just been behind the scenes, you know, developing other artists and um, just continuing to have fun with my music and and do me. So I'm pretty sure when this mixtape drop, a lot of stuff going to change for me. You know, the time I'm able to have and people going to want me here and there. But. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so, okay. what's um what's the current state of R&B in the city of Cleveland? I, I haven't been there since 2016, so I'm I'm not sure how connected you are with other R&B artists there. But what's the current state of it now? Um, I I hope it's wonderful. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm a ghost in in this town, and it's not because of the town. It's because of me. I'm just always your homebody. So I don't really know what's going on like outside of my my world, but I I hope it's good. You know, I know a lot of great artists, R and B artists um, from the city. So I hope they you know having fun and doing what they love. <clears throat> How do you feel about the state of R and B? Period. And because you know, I think people are kind of divided, especially like me. I grew up in the '90s, so I'll always <laughs> be nostalgic for that kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like the music ain't as soulful as it used to be, but there's still the underground artists still holding it down and people who aren't major label signees, but they're still doing their thing. There's always good music to find if you look hard enough. So how do you feel about the state of R&B? Do you think it's too rap oriented, too sexual, or is it in a good place right now? Well, it depends on where you're looking, you know, it depends on how, how broad in your horizons are, because, you know, I'm listening to SZA, I'm listening to her, I'm listening to Lucky Day, and I'm enjoying myself. These people are amazing, phenomenal artists, and they're keeping the soul or, or the blues, you know, R&B is rhythm and blues, you know, they're keeping the blues element, that jazz element into the music, I think is, is beautiful, but if you, a lot of people are, are they want something to complain about because they're bored. They're not doing what they love to do with mm-hmm. their lives. No, they're looking to criticize others to take the heat off themselves. 
because they don't want to deal with themselves. So they looking for problems, you know, but but I say look for solutions. If you look for solutions, if you look for your joy, your happiness, what makes you feel good, you'll find it because it's definitely out there. So, yeah. Who, uh, who are some of your inspirations as far as music outside of uh, Teddy? Yeah. I have so many. Um, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because I, I'll, I'll go way back, you know, to Ella Fitzgerald, because I love blues music, Louis Armstrong, um, Billie Holiday, uh, and, and, and Nat, Nat, Nat King Cole. And these are like old um, um, producers, you know, back from the 20s, back from the 40s. Um, so I, I've always had kind of like an old soul, <laughs> you know, and um, people like Teddy, uh, people like Battle Cat and Jelly Roll, you know, people like Rants from 1500 or nothing. They they keep those those magical elements, you know, in the music. People like Ryan Alexander Morgan, that's the producer of SWV Rain and and Week, all of those wonderful songs that we love. You know, these people really keep that magical element that I love about blue, rhythm and blues, you know, alive. So I got I got a lot of influence. I even I'm influenced by Beethoven. I love Beethoven on the classical side, you know. So I love John Mayer. I love Frank Ocean. I love Beyonce. I love Jay Z. I love a good lyricist. You know what I mean? Tyler the Creator. I just I'm all over the place. Tell <laughs> you, it's a good list. Yeah. You mentioned Beyonce. I gotta ask you now: Beyonce or Michael Jackson? Who's bigger? Who's bigger? <laughs> yes. That is it. I don't, I don't, I don't do stuff like that. You know, Beyonce is a phenomenal woman. Um, you know, she's and Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson, and Beyonce is Beyonce. So it's like, I feel you. You don't think in a comparison like that. No, they're they're their entities. They're their own cosmos, and they're they're deserving of of every gratitude and every praise that, that we can because they've entertained us so well. And you know, with entertaining, there's a lot of sacrifice that we don't see that yeah. entertainment make to be there for us, yeah. to entertain yeah. the world, to bring the world to a higher vibration, to a happier state. You know, you somebody can come on stage from just hearing one of their loved ones passed away. Somebody can come on stage from just hearing, you know, somebody did them wrong in a relationship and they put they put themselves aside they make the ultimate sacrifice we make the ultimate sacrifice putting ourselves aside so that we can be here for y'all so you know i don't like to com compare I, I think every every person that decides to do this is a phenomenal being you know i respect it i respect it i mean it's true it's true it's the ongoing debate we've had on this podcast with people like we've had a super beyonce fan come on and, and defend it and we also have super michael jackson fans so we got to ask everybody like just see what they what they stand on yeah. It. yeah i respect man. it i respect it yeah so where are the where can the people actually well we can ask but with the people who don't know who you are or haven't heard your music yet why why should should they go seek you out like how can you describe your music and and why should people go and, and and check out what you got 
going on right now? Well, I will say this. Um, <clears throat> I think I think that <clears throat> we need to put a, a bigger emphasis on people pursuing what they love to do. Um, a lot of people get so caught up in trying to make ends meet, you know, trying to go with the uniform, go to school, get a job, work for the man, work for yourself. You know, that's what I stand for. That's what I do. It took a long time. It took a lot of sacrifices. I was homeless. I was broke as fuck. I was embarrassed in front of my friends and family. But guess what? Now I'm here. And I want to trade it for the world. So I want people that are looking for that inspiration to believe in themselves and to be so in love with yourself and find what you love to do. You know what I'm saying? To where you would never let somebody else tell you, you need to be working for them. No, you work for yourself, you know? So um, that's what I, that's what I want to stand, stand for that, that self-love again, you know, people need to fall in love back with themselves and, 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 and live for themselves. So if, and the music is, I'm good. I'm great. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I'm lie to you. I'm, I'm probably, you know, the, the best doing it in a sense of, and I don't mean in comparison with other people, but I mean, in a sense of, I'm full-fledged 100% in. I'm dedicated. I work harder probably than anybody that I know. And um, so the product is wonderful and it's inspiring and it's about love. Whether it's love for yourself, whether it's love for your circumstances, your people around you, your mate, your diet, love your mother self. You know what I'm saying? That's what we doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's dope. I I really like the song too. Like I'm not just saying that because you're from Cleveland or whatever, but I, I I really like the song. I, yeah, I think you're a talented and amazing artist. Thank you. You know, you know what's so crazy? I've sold that song for a hundred dollars. I've sold that song for fifty dollars, and I wasn't. I wasn't. I put it on sale for a dollar and forty one cent. <laughs> yeah. People was like, um, "No, I'm going to pay you twenty five dollars. I'm going to pay you fifty dollars. I'm going to pay you one hundred dollars." And, you know, that brought me to tears because I'm like, wow, I'm really doing what I want to do, inspiring people. And they feel like that's worth it. Aside from the music is great. They feel like they're investing into themselves. You know what I'm saying? And they're investing into their community by having somebody, putting somebody in position with a voice that's going to speak for, you know, empowering people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And us getting back to us. So Yeah. People really respect it. And I I love y'all, man. Thank y'all so yeah. much for, <laughs> for for being at my side, you know, while I while I get this shit done. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to pull back the curtain a little bit. So um you had sent me a DM pretty much saying, you know, buy my, you know, can you buy my song? You know, mm-hmm. you sent the Cash App name. And I'm like, hey, like, you know, me like if if you listen to this podcast, like I love supporting local artists. I actually mm-hmm. buy their music. I don't, you know, a lot of people think streaming it on Tidal or Spotify is, is doing good, which is it's cool, but you the artists get the money by, you know, actually purchasing the song. Okay. So, and you see away our mechanical royalties. Yeah. Nobody, they 
You can't even play a CD no more. They took away the power of us having something physical and selling it. You know, so that's a part of me being in this industry. I'm like, no, I'm about to empower the artists back again. You know, Apple and stuff. Yeah, y'all cool, but y'all know what? Y'all, y'all gonna do that, but I'm gonna sell my stuff myself because I deserve my music. And a lot of people don't want to pay 99 cents. They want to pay $100. And if they want to pay you $100, they need the right to pay you $100. And you need the right to collect all of your money. I got 22,000 streams on a song on um, Apple Music. They pay me $10. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $10. Yeah. I, I know you've seen the, um, the story of Mariah Carey, her, her song. I think it was that Christmas song. That's like uh-huh. the most streamed song in history of streams. And uh-huh. she only got like, I want to say like $30,000 for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she could wipe it's... her ass with $30,000. And that's that's the number one stream song in history. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm all about the artists. Um, we're going to redo this system. We're going to redo the system in favor of us. And we're going to be able to make our own money and have our own independence. Flat out, period. Yeah. I agree. And there are some uh some places that let you take a bigger percentage. I know Fat Tony's on Bandcamp and, and Bandcamp lets you, I think on Fridays when you buy a song or anybody's stuff, they get like a hundred percent of the revenue. Mm-hmm. So like hey, things some- not me don't mean to cut you off, but just think about that. I you gonna give me a percentage of my shit. <laughs> yeah, but talk- you got to think about it like this because you're paying for the distribution because yeah. it's easier for people to stumble upon you on Apple Music than it is to actually have to physically search you out and already know about you. Like if your song gets put on a playlist, that does a lot for artists. So that I'm, does, not, that I'm not defending the, the the major labels and all this here, but I'm just yeah. saying like there there is that you do get a benefit from being on these platforms yeah. and, and and to the mention fat tony i think he's with us pretty sweet independent uh label too that's good so yeah so it, it's not like he on a major label not really getting nothing but a that's lot good. of people don't be in that situation a lot of people be on some type of label and they don't get anything for what they do <laughs> yeah or or you know they get a small small percentage and um you know i respect i respect anything that i'm not speaking against what anybody's designed to do i'm just saying what i'm here to do is to get us our full complete 100 power back if you don't want to cut nobody in you don't have to you know because we <clears throat> with the playlist you got to pay for that yeah you know so i done paid to be on a playlist and i done got you know quote unquote, just for example if if that was my situation and i played paid to get on a playlist however much it costs and then I get $10 from my 22,000 streams. Where's my return? And you know, it costs money to mix. And like this shit, this, you see this box? Mm-hmm. This is a $1,000 box. Yeah. My computer is $5,000. This costs money. You can't just be, you know what I mean? You got to see your return. We not, we not in this just to get famous. We is to make money. We in this to be financially independent. So I want us to start thinking back like that and be back empowered and have our own control of our masters and our rights and our copyrights and all that, our publishing, you know. 
I, I feel you, but I got to press you a little bit because I want to know just where you stand. Like, do you think, what do you think is more important for an artist? Money for their actual songs or exposure as far as getting people to come to the shows? Because, you know, a lot of artists, they only make money through shows. They don't make a lot from the actual song and streaming and purchasing the song itself, because especially when the labels get involved and all that. So what do you think is more important? The, the monetary compensation for your art or the exposure of being more well-known or like you could say the fame that comes with it? I mean, it depends. You know, everything is, is, is a custom-made situation. You know, I, for me personally, you know, I'm here to enjoy what I do and get paid for it. You know what I mean? So I feel like this. I got 7,000 followers, right? I made $2,000 in, I think it's maybe five days now. It could be six, you know, by just like the DM I sent you. Mm -hmm. Just DM everybody. And that's only 7,000 people. If I got 700,000 followers and nobody's spending money with me, you know what I'm saying? What's the benefit of the exposure? That's what you know, Boozy was mad at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm here to sell you. I'm here to sell. Like, I'm yeah. not here to be famous or popular. So, yeah, it depends. It depends on how you look at it. Yeah. I, I think I, I had that mindset. Of, um, like, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, what do I want? I would probably say, I just want the exposure. I want to, you know, I want the crowd. I want the followers and all this other stuff. But now, like, I'm kind of on the same page as you as far as like you know i guess you know pay me for what i do like i don't want to just i don't want to like i I still got a lot of music i kind of retired rap but uh i still got a lot of music but i don't want to just put it out there and then not benefit off of it because i didn't pay to get it mixed (laughs) i had to pay for beats and stuff like that so it's kind of like i don't want to just put it out there and people and not really get anything from it yeah because let me ask you this would you rather have 700,000 followers or would you rather have 7,000 that's spending with you every week? Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it's, diff- it's just different. And then the quality of the people, the people are actually into you. They actually like your music. They like you as a person. That's why they buying into you like that. So mm-hmm. it's just, my experience is just different. My, my fans, we got a different connection. It's just... It's just different, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and it takes, and I think it takes the time to do that too. A lot of people don't want to take that time. They, you That's know, a, a lot of people just rather put it on Apple Music and think they're doing something. But yeah. you can literally, like, I I learned from experience too. Like, they could play your song on the radio. You could be like, "Yay, I made it!" and blah blah blah. But that really don't mean a damn thing. <laughs> like, no. like DJ Steph Floss playing your song ten o'clock at night is cool. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong. Everybody dreamed of that, but that's not really yeah. doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I rather, yeah. I rather somebody actually, you know, I, I rather a bunch of people purchase my song, and I get yeah. all the money for it. <laughs> and you deserve it. You put your money into your craft. You put your time and your energy. You deserve that. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I, I, I stand with y'all. I'm the same way. I'm like what Tupac said. All I want is money. Fuck the fame. I'm a simple man. <laughs> Yeah. So I feel about it too. So yeah, I don't need all the extra shit. But 
we do have to let the people know where can they find you on social media if they want to find out more so i'm everywhere i'm facebook twitter instagram the same name nefertiti n-e-f-e-r-t-i-t-t-i avani a-v-a-n-i and that's everywhere um i'm probably on about 26 i say about 26 syndicated stations um right now for uh my song privacy that's out now everywhere and raw <clears throat> that's a that's a purchase from me you have to get that from me you can't get it any other way right now <laughs> that's just how we rock and that's how we doing it so if you're interested in that dm me and i will get that for you um yeah <laughs> okay about I- I got to say this. I kind of feel like a jackass because uh, when you tell you, you sent me the DM, uh-huh. like when you was, I, I ended up seeing like a post of you showing it, uh, everybody that purchased it. I was mm-hmm. probably the one that paid. I only paid like $5. I, I sent you $5. I'm like, damn. Do you every, see this? Hold on. Everybody was sending like $100, $50, $20. I'm like, damn, my cheap broke ass that sent $5. I could have said a little more. Bruh, do you see this, Ryan? He's saying that he like he didn't pay enough dollars for one song. Like, first of all, every single body that purchased was a blessing. To be able to, it feels so good to be able to move one unit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I I want to tell you, I appreciate that $5. I love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For purchasing. Like, come on, man. Come on. Please don't ever say that again. <laughs> yeah. and, and the only reason okay. the only reason I sent the five because um I, I really don't use Cash App like that. So I had I want to say I had like eleven dollars on there. So um when I um when I seen the price for yours. I'm like, I I didn't want to send no one. I think you you was charging like 181 or so, whatever it was. I'm like, I didn't want to send 181. I'm like, I just sent there five. No big deal. Wow. And now I seen the post. I'm like, oh, everybody sent the 20s and 50s. I'm like, shit, I could at least send the 20. <laughs> no, that was that was beautiful, Figgy. I, I appreciate your purchase. Cause you could have said no and not purchase anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was a blessing to to move a unit like that. And then when y'all buy extra, people that don't have the money, I'm able to be like, you know, somebody else purchased some extra copies so you can have this for free. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the music. Get some poon time, whatever you're going to do. Like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, nah, your, your IG is lit. I would have seen you some money, too. Your IG is lit. But I would also want some recipes too. I need some vegan. Uh, yes. I come see. I knew, I knew it was yeah. coming. I knew it was coming. Come on with me. <laughs> so, yes. You sold me. I admit you yeah. sold me. So uh one yes. more one more question. Do you um do you see yourself releasing your mixtape the same way like this too? Or is this going, you know, iTunes or the regular? Um, so what I'm going to do with the mixtape is because like I said, I want to restore the mechanical royalty. So I was sitting back and I'm like, how can I make this a physical thing? So what I found was it's like these little keychains, and you can scan. It's like a code on it and you can scan the keychain, and it'll lead you to the music. So I was like, oh, I can sell the keychain, and the music will be for free. So that's what I'm going to do for 
actually for the people that made purchases like you, you will be privileged uh, uh, before everybody else to go ahead and get your keychain before anybody. Once y'all, once I hit all of y'all first, then I'll make it available to the rest of the world. And it'll, I think it'll only, I think the keychains will be numbered. So I think it'll be like one out of maybe 200. Okay. Um, and then after that, everybody can get it. However, you know, however I decide to, to put it for, for purchase or whatever. But I think that's how I'm going to come out and do the, um, the mixtape with the little keychain. So. Okay. You're going to have to send it down here to Texas. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get everybody information because I got y'all's emails. You know, this is a big plan. Yeah. So I already okay. said email. So y'all going to get this email like, hey, send your information and your keychain will be on its way. Cool. <laughs> good idea nice merchandise i like it yeah. i like it like i like the forward thinking so yeah <laughs> yes. everybody look up nefertiti avani uh, uh make sure you check out her music make sure you check her follow her on all social media platforms uh great artist great personality i had no idea what to expect going into this interview <laughs> but you're actually real fun to talk to so I, 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 uh, we been we started doing these interviews last month and I, I got to say, the Cleveland art has been bringing it. You know what I'm saying? Our Shank interview, I don't know if you watched it, but that was like one of the best interviews. We got a lot of comments from that interview. Yes. And we barely, I, I don't even think we talked about this new album that was dropping either. <laughs> it was like everything else important. Like, like I'm telling you. Yeah. We, you know, hometown, we, we got amazing people here. So, yeah. yeah. For sure. Y'all definitely doing the damn thing, man. We gotta talk to our Houston people and have y'all have them step up their game too. Uh, y'all, y'all killing it out here, man. That RTN Shank thing was huge too. So, really appreciate you making time for us. Great Thank you discussion. For guys, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me. And we gotta do it again sometime for sure. So, anytime you got something else you wanna, you know, promote or plug, we here for you. So, yeah. Or, or if you come down to Houston. Stop by. Stop by the studio. I'll, we can. I will. You know I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. We appreciate you for sure. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Mook, too. Shout out to Mook. Mook. Yes. Shout out to Mook. <laughs> yes, indeed. So what else happened this week, man? We'll, we'll um, go ahead and. Um, rest in peace to King Vaughn. Oh, yeah. King Vaughn passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. I was, I mean, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna speak, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> unf it's unfortunate, man. Prayers to his family. Yeah, that's that's the best thing to say. That's the best yeah. thing to say in these times. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Uh, um, oh yeah, you you brought this up. I didn't even hear about this, but Swiss Beats said a tribe call quest. And Outcast are gonna do a versus. Is he says pending. <laughs> so I get I don't know if he's waiting to hear back from probably Andre three thousand. <laughs> but I guess it's pending. Andre's not gonna do this. Yeah, I, number one. Yeah, I don't see it either. I will be I will be shocked. Like I will eat a whole bunch of crow <laughs> if Andre showed up on that or showed up in the studio with all of them. Number and see, I don't I don't like making everything racial. Like, okay, I probably do, but I try not to too much. 
but white people discovering outcast has been like one of the most annoying things for me because <laughs> somehow they got turned into this fucking conscious rap group where it's like only a white person will put outcast in the same category as a tribe called quest man yeah. uh, that's a terrible matchup on its face if you're a real outcast fan you've been listening to southern playlistic cadillac funky music yeah and that was not a conscious album man that was about street shit i feel like they never have they ever made a conscious album i feel like no. rosa parks was was I don't even know if that That's literally a, was a conscious, but it was seen as like a a conscious type of record, I guess. They, they her peoples didn't even like that song at first. <laughs> yeah, remember? I think they I think they got sued for it. I want to say yeah, but I think they end up working everything out. But I don't even look at that as a conscious <laughs> record. Nah, it, like it's they're not that type of group, and only like. This makes no sense. De La Soul and Tribe Called Quest would make a whole lot more sense. But I guess they want to have more viewers attached to it. Um, Outcast could go against UGK, I guess. I think so. But even that, that that would be... That would make more sense, but... Yeah, I I think that would make more sense than anything because they actually did have a relationship as far as, like, you know, one of their songs... Yeah, and they were a, a, a two man group, so it's like a two man group versus another two man group. The only problem with that would be that like UGK did not have the national hits that Outkast did. Yeah. Outkast once they blew up with the uh, the double album, you know they were on a whole different level. So I don't know know who you could really put Outkast against. But it should not be a tribe called Quest. That is some goofy ass. That's like something a, a writer at Complex would say. Yeah, you know, Swiss Beats is in hip hop long enough. He should know better, man. This is a terrible matchup. I wouldn't yeah. even be bothered to even pay attention to it. The, the only thing I could think of is they probably not even looking at certain matchups. I feel like they just trying to get two, uh, two artists, you know, in the same room type of thing. I don't even think they looking at you know. A trial called Quest as a conscious group, and then Outcast as a you know, I, I feel like they just trying to see you know two good or uh, two good groups. I don't even I, I don't even think it's a thing where you know they trying to debate it and trying to see if it makes sense. Well, every other matchup has made sense in that in that sense though. You know, T.I. and Jeezy was supposed to happen, too. That's the Trap Rappers. Yeah, like, every other matchup. Sense. But the the Rick Ross and the 2 Chains to me, that didn't make sense to me at all. But I think they're, they're kind of similar, man. Like, they're, they're not too far apart where one's talking about more conscious shit and the other one's talking about but, but just drug dealing. I just alone. feel like, like their music is totally different, though. <laughs> like, I feel like strip, uh, I feel like um, 2 Chains make made a lot of strip club type anthems. That was kind of his lane. You know, he from Atlanta and that was yeah. kind of his thing. I, I feel like Ross ain't make that type of music. And I feel like Ross kind of had a little attitude about that too. He, I guess he felt like he needed to be matched up against somebody better. But I kind of look at them as two different artists. I, I, I feel like that matchup could have been better. I, I, I feel like 2 Chains could have probably, I don't know who he could have matched up with. But I I thought that was a little weird matchup too. I just don't think it's as out of, out of bounds as Tribe Called Quest and Outcast. 
But yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe this is how New Yorkers feel about these niggas. I don't know. But yeah, Andre's not gonna do it number one. And I just don't think it's a good a good matchup. So who you think will win? It would have like what I think, like Outcast, like I'm not a huge, I'm a, I'm a pretty decent tribe fan, I guess. I didn't get onto them until way later. Um, I wasn't bumping them back when they first came out, but in time, I did learn to appreciate, you know, the music they made. But Outcast, I think, is a better group in pretty much every respect. Lyrically, production is arguable, but. I'm from the South, so I like Outcast production more. But uh, like from the public perspective, Outcast would take it easily. Like it wouldn't even be close. Yeah. No, Tribe, Tribe Called Quest is still relatively unknown, really, unless you're really into hip hop like that or into that kind of shit. Yeah. Like you don't really know anything about them except for a couple songs. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, to me, yeah. yeah, like I said, and it's kind of, to me. I feel like it's a, a big, a, a big gap. It's kind of a big gap because uh, Tribe Called Quest was out in the early, early nineties, late eighties, yeah. early nineties, and then now they whole vibe is different from Outkast to me. Like they was actually using live instruments. Yeah, and, you know, and then even their content, they barely cuss. <laughs> so just Outkast was, I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say maybe they the southern version of a trial call quest, but I wouldn't even say that. Nah, <laughs> I mean, like Midnight Marauders is one of my favorite albums, so I do give Tribe their credit, but it, it's unfair for them in every way to be put up against Outkast, man. From, you know, like they were, Outkast was on a whole different level, especially when I like the way you move came out and roses and that hey yeah and all that shit came out. Like they reached a level that tribe never did. Yeah. And most tribe fans were born in like 1993 or something, man. Like they fucking are the hipster tribe fans. No, they was like, like, yeah, they was like teenagers in 1993, those tribe fans. And then you got the people like the fat Tonys who, you know, the hipsters. Who do yeah. like Tribe Called Quest? So, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Tribe. I like Tribe, but they ain't Outcast going sweeping in every category. So yeah, I don't know. RP Fife Dog though. Yeah, RP. Um. Okay. Real quick, let's talk about some sports shit. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, NBA starting December twenty second. Apparently, any thoughts? Um. I guess it's cool. I kind of want to. <laughs> I'm actually excited to see the draft. I want to see how they do with the NBA draft. Uh, see where um um uh, was it Lamelo 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 yeah. yeah. I want to see where he go. And I, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, you know I'm a Cleveland guy. I, I kind of want to see the Cavs a little bit. I don't I don't think they gonna be that good, but I kind of want to see what they do. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I guess I kind of got fatigued from the bubble. Just I don't know. I, I, it'd be good to see the NBA, especially the rookies, and everybody should be healthy. Um, see what the um, Warriors gonna do. 
you know, they go, they got like the second pick overall. I want to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that. I ain't gonna lie, that's a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting. I I am getting sold on the new Rockets coach, man. I didn't know anything about him before. His brother, what's his name, Steven Silas or whatever yeah, the fuck I, his name is. Yeah, he actually Paul Silas' son. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember uh, Stephen. He was on the. Uh, he was the assistant coach back when um, Paul was in Cleveland. I want to mm-hmm. say LeBron first couple years, and um, I ain't gonna lie, man. I couldn't stand him, man. Like for some reason, you know how you see somebody you just don't like him. That's how Steve. That's what Stephen Silas was to um, some of us. Oh, okay. And, uh, he and to be fair, he didn't do anything, but just for the simple fact that you was the. The assistant coach under your dad. It's just like, man, you know, you just got the job because your dad. But yeah, but, but I'd he rather actually, he actually st- he actually stuck around though. Like to give him his credit, he asked, you know, Paul Sal- he haven't coached since uh, since he was fired from the Cavs, and um, he actually stayed in the NBA. It wasn't a thing where he just disappeared. So he actually worked his way up, to become a good uh, assistant coach and now head coach. Yeah, and like he been talking to talk. Um, I hope the Rockets adopt a less annoying play style because I was getting sick of watching their games, man. Like even <laughs> when they would win, it would be like you would never feel good about a lead they had, even if it was by twenty points. Because once the threes stop dropping, they'll let any team back in the game, yeah. and they can blow a lead as far as fast as they could get one. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they they adopt a more I don't know, appealing style of basketball where I'm not biting my nails every five minutes because I don't know what the fuck is going on because these niggas can't play defense and and just run and jack up threes even when they're contested and nobody, it's annoying. So Yeah, you think they're going to trade James Harden? No. Because Daryl Morey went to um, Philly. He did. And they, uh, I was I'm surprised. I thought he wasn't going to be in the NBA for a minute. He got a job within like a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not surprised he looked for one, but I'm surprised that the NBA like didn't soft blackball him. Yeah, that was kind of surprising to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody knows it was a fucking owner, man. Like they tried to hide it like it wasn't, but everybody knew it was him, the owner, and the owner hated him for that China tweet and wanted to get rid of him quick. So and clearly, it is what it and is. clearly he's a uh, he's a Trump supporter too. So yeah, so that was. You know, that's probably the other reason, too. I don't think James Harden is going anywhere. I think he loves Houston. I think he loves playing here. I think, honestly, I don't think he's a player who, and I hate to say this because I like James Harden, but I feel like he's not a player who's going to make a career decision based off of, I have to win a championship for sure. Mm. I think he's fine just putting up great numbers and having good games every now and then and, and making a lot of a lot of money. <laughs> I don't think he's championship hungry like that. I hate to say it, man, because uh, I just don't see that hunger in the fucking playoff games that you see out of niggas that you know when it when it chip really bad. Yeah. You know, I don't see the Jimmy Butler in him. I have to say it. Like I just don't, man. Even though Jimmy <laughs> Butler stunk it up in that last game seven or whatever the fuck game it was. Yeah. But I don't think he gives a fuck about, you know, I got to go to Philly and uproot my whole life and go to fucking Philadelphia 
just to be with my old GM and try to get a good team around me. He didn't want to do that shit. He's staying in Houston. So yeah, you see how he was like soon as he shit, as soon as he they um got out of that bubble, this nigga was at Turkey Leg Hut with the quick. Of course, man. <laughs> You wouldn't like what? Like, come on, man. James James Harden is what he is. I respect his game. I like him as a player, but I, I, he just is what he is, man. Like, if he had that hunger, like we would see that shit in the playoffs all the time. We just don't. Mm-hmm. We see. I've seen him soft give up sometimes, man. So, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, he's not going nowhere. Westbrook <laughs> maybe, but not James Harden. He's staying in Houston. Yeah. Also, the Texans did not do shit to trade deadline. Do you care? Uh, no, nah, I don't care. I thought they was gonna trade JJ Watt, man. <laughs> Me too. I'm sure he wanted to be traded. Yeah, <laughs> but he probably just couldn't get anybody to give him enough. Shit, I was hoping the damn um, Browns try to trade for him. They need they need some people on the defense, but that was yeah. kind of a pipe dream for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. I don't know the going on with the Texans, man. I don't know. Uh, who you want to coach the Texans? I meant to ask you this a couple weeks ago. Uh, be enemy. Be enemy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why the fuck not? We need all black coaches in our sports teams, man. We actually have that now, I guess, but yeah, we need to keep it going. The enemy, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like, um, like I, I know a lot of people talking about um, bringing up Salah. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I just like why not be enemy? I'm, I'm cool with be enemy. He he on one of the best teams. Like he coaching one of the best QBs in the game right now. I and the biggest him. problem with the Texans is their offense fucking stinks, man. Like it needs to be much better. And mm-hmm. he's coaching the best offensive team in the league right now. Like bring him over, man. If he wants to be here, bring him over, man. We need some changes due. Yeah. We need to make changes on the offensive end, and yeah, I'm I'm down with it. You, you but think, anybody, you, you think they you think they're gonna hire him? Because I I kind of in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, this is the home run pick. Like, there's no way they can mess this up. But I mm-hmm. feel like they're gonna throw a curveball and hire some I don't know defensive coordinator from I don't know college or something. I don't know. I feel like they're gonna throw a curveball where he won't be the coach. He gonna go to the fucking Jags or Jets or something. I mean, you bring up a good point because I honestly feel like the owner is somebody who wants to hire somebody he likes more so than the best coach because he even said, like, he didn't want to fire Bill O'Brien. He liked him, but he had, I think he was forced because the players were damn near about to mutiny if Bill O'Brien stayed. Yeah, they're damn near fighting on the field. Like, you, you heard J.J. Watt and him got into it real bad. And then yeah. Anthony Weaver and them got into it. So it, it was a hot mess. <laughs> it was. And it, you got to consider the fact that, you know, he got more power the more criticized and the more he failed. He literally failed upward, man. Like, he, you get embarrassed on national TV by the Chiefs, and then you become the GM, too. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have more power, and you, and you made the worst trades. The yeah. Worst trade and now you fucked the team for years now, <laughs> and you, you're still holding on to you. Like they would, I think he was forced to be fired. Yeah. Cal had to fire him because the players were about to fucking revolt. 
Mm-hmm. But I think if that didn't happen, Bill O'Brien would have stayed at least until the end of the year. Yeah. And so I think they're bigger on they want somebody there that they like personally. Yeah. I don't know if that means you got to be a good old boy or what, but they want somebody they like as a person. Like that's a whole Texan steez, man. Yeah. You got to be smart, tough, dependable, whatever. We're not bringing in troublemakers and all this shit. I think they feel like that way about a coach too, even though I'm not saying DME is a troublemaker, but they want somebody that, that, that is more friendly to them. Yeah. Than, I don't know. Yeah. That's why I'm not too excited because they got hired GM too, obviously. Yeah. But I feel like they're going to hire some white collar GM who, yeah. who, you know, I don't know who was a, a assistant GM for some type of, I don't know. It, it, it's just going to be somebody who don't, don't sign no Antonio Browns. They don't yeah. look into the Kareem Hunts at all. They, you know, as long as you're a good person off the field and you decent enough to be in the NFL, that's one that those are the people we're going to go after. They, I, I just don't see them looking at, at a, a John Dorsey who, who don't give a fuck. Who, <laughs> you know, if you got a record, you got suspension. All right, you got to serve these four games, but buddy boy, you're going to be on the team. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I just don't see them hiring nobody like that. Yeah, it's not gonna happen, man. So <laughs> it is where it is. We'll, yeah. we'll keep watching, and I'll be surprised. I didn't think they take a they take a black quarterback either. So I've been wrong before. Yeah, but we will see. The Gems and Juice Podcast presents. Check one two. And we also have a very very special guest joining us today. The Gems and Juice Artist Spotlight. Brought to you by Skylab Studios. Book your studio session now at SkylabHouston.com. All right, attention, Gemstones and Juice Heads. Are you an artist, producer, or podcaster looking for a professional and private recording studio? Have you been struggling to find the right engineer to record, mix, and master your projects? Well, guys, we got an answer for you. Our good friends at Skylab Studios Houston. Created by audio engineer and music producer Mike Hadawi, Skylab Studios Houston is located in the Galleria area of Houston, Texas, and provides a great recording experience while overlooking the city skyline. Please visit SkylabHouston.com and hit the Book Now button for session availability. Follow Skylab Studios Houston on Instagram at SkylabHTX for more info. Everybody. We have another very special guest joining us today, a uh, nice independent singer-songwriter right out of Houston, Texas, joining us, and her name is Justin Martin. So, what's up, what's up? Go ahead, go ahead, give it up, give it up, <laughs> the lovely Justin Martin here. Uh, so first off, uh, we do this with every artist we check in, you know, the, the pandemic been tough on everybody. You know, people haven't been able to make the moves that they usually make throughout throughout the year. 
So I want to start off with that, man. Like, how how is this whole year kind of affected you, uh, creativity wise? Like, are you still able to make music and create like you usually are, or have you been in a little bit of a funk? Or how, how have you right. been lately the last few months? <clears throat> lately, so this year, just twenty twenty as a whole, really been a challenging year, but a lot of growth has come from it. So. I'm grateful. I can't complain. As far as creatively, uh, I have way more time to just sit and write, sit and record. Then I also record myself and engineer myself. So I just take the whole day and just really tap in. So I'm grateful for the extra time, you know? That's a bonus. A lot of people, yeah, yeah that, <laughs> I think that's when you've seen the real creative artists. Right, because- right, right. Because a lot of them don't engineer, they don't make beats. Right, yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's a lot of studios were shut down, so they really couldn't do nothing. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, that's that's dope. Thank you. So what? where did you kind of get your beginnings, and what made you decide, like, oh, I'm going to engineer myself, I'm going to record myself, rather than going to a uh, another person or studio to get that done? And how did you even get in the uh, the singer-songwriter game to even begin with? Mm-hmm, right. So I've been singing since singing and writing since I was nine years old. I actually have some old videos on YouTube up there when I'm real little, just singing, going hard. Um, but I started professionally recording in a studio when I was 15. And then I ended up going to Grambling for college uh, 2018. And so I then had to start flying to go to the studio and then go back to school and then take time. And so I was like, it's not really gonna work. I can't really work on my time, you know, cause I might write a song and want to record it that day and do this and that. And I couldn't do that. So I really was like, uh, let me, let me figure something out. So me and my mom got all the equipment, had it sent to Grambling. And I've been, I've been learning ever since. YouTube is a great teacher. I try to tell that to every artist. YouTube, you can learn anything on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. I think YouTube is severely underrated because I feel like a a lot of people want a mentor, but it's like there is free game on YouTube Mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. All you got to do, any question you got, any question you got, you can look it up on YouTube. So people who think they need a mentor to break in the game, you really don't. You just need Mm -mm. <laughs> Need a good work ethic and yeah. researchability. It's, it's definitely it's low key better than Google to me because yeah. a lot of stuff like I try to um whenever I'm struggling with something I just YouTube it and mm-hmm. nine times out of ten somebody that already did that shit so yeah they walking you through everything so it, right. it's pretty dope. It is definitely. So <laughs> since you are a singer, we gotta ask you about how you feel about the current state of R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Figgy, we be, we be going back and forth about this sometimes. And we have right. other singers like Jack Freeman on too, talking about mm-hmm. it. And we wonder like, cause I can tell you're very young. You probably grew up in a different generation of R&B, but mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel about the state of R&B, the state of black music in general? Like, do you think it's in a good place? Do you think it's, being taken back to whatever roots it might be, or do you think it's kind of still in a in a kind of trap phase with the rap yeah. you know, being blended yeah. in and all that? How, how do you feel about R&B in general right now in 2020? R&B, specifically the genre of R&B, I feel like I love it. We got the Lucky Days, the Hers, you know, the... I kind of include Bryson Tiller in R&B. I love Bryson Tiller. I'm a huge fan. Um, the Janae Eichos, you know, 
feel like R&B in itself, they they doing good. They doing great. But as far as just music in a whole, being that I'm an artist that's huge on lyricism, I can't really rock with everything, you know. But I mean, music is music. I love music, but I definitely appreciate and value the music with meaning. So like, I love old school. I love old R&B, 2000s R&B, you know. So who um so um which artist inspired you to get into music? Like give us at least like three to five artists that, that you was like, mm, I gotta you know what, I gotta sing. I this is what I right. wanna do. Well, so no specific artist inspired me. I grew up listening to all kind of music. Um literally all music and I love all music. I listen to reggae. You might roll up on me bumping country. Uh some, you know, Jodeci and and Tyrese. You never know with me. So I definitely have favorite artists though. But all music. I just I've always loved music. So no one person inspired me. Okay. But I do for my favorite artists, Bryson Tiller, uh Janae Iko, Drake. Okay. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Um, and I also noticed you were a, a songwriter as well. You write your music. Yes. So how do you feel about that debate as well? Because, you know, it started as a whole thing when mm-hmm. Drake and Meek Mill were going back and forth. And then Nicki Minaj and Cardi B were getting into it, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like R&B is a little different because right. it's more accepted to not write your own music. That's coming true. from R&B rather than rap. But how, where do you stand on that whole debate? Do you think that as an artist, you should write your own material, period? Or do you think it's okay to get, you know, songs written Mm -hmm. to help? Right. That's very true. Um, As an artist, I feel like, me personally, I write all my music because I I write exactly what I live and go through. But it's nothing to take away from artists that do work with writers because it's a creative process and I do love creativity. That's what music is about, creativity. But me personally... I feel like I sing my story. I write my story. So I want to tell it, you know? I feel you. I feel you. It makes sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I think usually with R&B singers, they, they get people to write how they're feeling, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's still, yeah, I, it's I, so many different creative processes. Yeah. I I think it depends too. I think if, if this R&B artist get into a different tax bracket where he don't have to mm-hmm. sit there and <laughs> write all day, Right. He can get, you know, about four or five writers to write what he's thinking about because it's the same thing with producers. You see some of the biggest producers, most likely they just standing behind the board telling other people what to do. And, you know, they kind of take the credit for it. So I think it it depends uh, where you get to in your career. Yeah. And then as far as me, as far as, you know, how you said they might pay somebody writing for me and music is really an outlet so that's really how you know how some people might smoke or do this I smoke as well but it's an outlet so I'm gonna go straight to writing so I still I just enjoy that creative process so I'll probably always write my music it's like I need it you know I feel you and I respect it I mean (laughs) it's rare especially for singers to write a lot of their own material so yeah 
Yeah, that's definitely uh, uh, valuable because, I mean, if when you make it big, that means you get the writing credits too, and that's huge. Right. So yeah. that definitely makes a difference. Yeah. You don't got to split that shit as much. Right. So usually we have a female co-host joining us, but I don't think she's going to be here. So we're going to ask no. you some of the questions we usually ask her about this time. Okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask some stuff about some things, some headlines I've been seeing, some things that have been happening, and get the female perspective on it. Mm -hmm. So first off, I know you probably heard what Sweetie was getting trending for saying about the Birkin bag thing, about how she said, basically (laughs) she said uh, something like, uh, you don't need him if he can't afford a a Birkin bag for you. Or if he Mm. can't buy you a Birkin bag, he can't do nothing for you. So <laughs> basically implying if he can't get you a, a $10,000 bag, right. then you don't yeah. need to be messing with Fuck him. Fuck right. Yeah. And this split the timeline on Twitter and Instagram down the middle. You had men really? saying, you had men getting mad at her. You got women saying, you know, she got a point. Right. That's what a man with no money. <laughs> so yeah. how do you feel about that? Do you feel like if you're messing with a dude, he's got to be in a certain financial standing to get you some things? Or do you feel like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we can grow together and, 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 and right. <laughs> stay low and grind or whatever y'all <laughs> right. want to Right, and get it out the mud. Yeah. Um, honestly, I've never been the type to be like, what you got for me? You know, or like, where your money? I've never been that type. Um, yeah, as long as you got goals, like your mentality got to be straight. You got to be tapped in with yourself, you know? But as far as bags and shit, money and shit, I'm not worried about that. I mean, you can't just be on no bum shit, though, not trying to do <laughs> shit, you know? Like, you can't be just kicking and not doing shit, but, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I think you might have picked up a few more male fans. Right. <laughs> that response, I feel you. Like, I got a chance now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, I got I got hopes and dreams. Man. Hey, look. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, just live off this water burger for a few months. Right, I look. got you though. In the future. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask you this. You, um, I seen Russ was playing your song on his yeah. Instagram live. I, how did that happen? And what was your thoughts? When, or what was your real time reaction when you seen that? Hmm. So my reaction, I was driving. I was driving and I don't be paying attention. So I'm on my maps and shit. I got my mama on the phone. We always on the phone. I'm driving and then I just start getting notifications like YouTube comments, uh, Twitter, Instagram. And it's just saying, go look at your live. Go look at Russ live. Go look at Russ live. I'm like, what the fuck going on? <laughs> I jump on there. I'm like, mama, I'll call you right back. I jump on there and he on there bumping my shit. That was so crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, it came about, though, funny story. I watched Russ interviews for the past, I want to say, year and a half. I would just sit and watch Russ interviews. Um, I went and bought his book when he dropped it. Just really gaining the knowledge, you know, because whenever Russ speaks, he putting you on game, basically. And uh, I ended up following, I think, one of his close friends, not thinking nothing of it. And then one day I'm reading his book. And out of nowhere, I get a DM from him. And I'm like, what the fuck? From Russ but I, or his yeah, close his, friend? Yeah. Well, his close friend had DM me, you know, a, a little while after I followed him. Mm. Just saying, you know, he like he fucked with again and it was dope. Uh, you know, I'm thank you, appreciate it. I'm not thinking nothing of it. But 
turns out he showed Russ and he ended up hitting me up like that shit hard. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah, so he just been rocking with me since, man. Dope, he dope. I always like to hear that, man. I like to hear organic stories yeah. of people putting people on because right. I, I always feel like there's a lot of payola <laughs> involved in some of these things. Yeah. Like That's yes, true. getting getting paid for plays and hookups right. and stuff. So I do like it when people actually genuinely fuck with genuine somebody. facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie. If I didn't know you, I would have probably thought it was like an industry. Pl- you was an industry plant. Really? <laughs> yeah, I would have thought. Oh, uh, she probably signed to a big label already, and they yeah. reached out to him to play your stuff. Yeah. And then you gonna me. magically blow up. Right. <laughs> That's funny. I feel you. I feel you. So uh, another another question. I'm going back to the bullshit now. Uh-oh. Talk to me. Another question <laughs> I want to ask. Uh, so in the spirit of our new president-elect Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, right? Uh, I got to ask how you feel about the whole the like the certain people speaking out. Like for example, mm-hmm. a Lil Wayne came out, took a picture with Trump. And reportedly, like his girlfriend had broke up with him. Broke up with him. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. So, how, how would you feel if you were really messing with a dude and he came out and, and was on some Trump shit? Would that be enough alone to be like, yeah. I can't fuck with you no more? Or for sure, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and show me you, your mentality and my mentality are on two different sides of the spectrum. Damn. <laughs> What, what if he got you back the Birkin bag? So I wouldn't even know. You talking about what about the Birkin bag? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Nah. Yeah. You gotta remember this is Lil Wayne, though. This ain't no broke yeah. dude. And yeah, he, that that shit shocked me. That was crazy. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's real. That was real. To each his own, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to ask. That. I had to know because I think a lot of people like. We all fuck with people who we don't agree with 100%, but it mm-hmm. is interesting to see like that. Like, this is how crazy politics have gotten to work. Exactly. Like, you nah, can't you even, you getting cut. Yeah. yeah you cut yeah. off. <laughs> people want to cut off their family members. You know, yeah. People ain't talk to like, each other for years over this shit. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, I feel like it. it is, it's really serious though, because, you know, with, with Trump, it's certain beliefs, like it's certain things he wants to do that's just not morally right but i mean everybody got their own opinion so yeah it, it's okay. it's tricky too because i was talking to somebody today who owned a business and i was just like man i'm glad this election is over i ain't i ain't picking right. no sides and nothing i just said i'm right. glad it's over like yeah i was going for trump but um but the reason yeah. what the reason was because he's a business owner yeah and um right. and and he said the business was going, uh, Biden was going to spike slide. up the taxes. Yeah, and he was and just see, like, man, it's I, so I'm gonna many have... different ties. Yeah, so I couldn't yeah. even, I couldn't even argue or nothing. Right, I was right. just it's like, so yeah, many I feel ties you. To the shit. Yeah, yeah. Said, yeah. He was like a small business owner, and he was going to have right. to pay more taxes. So I was just like, damn, I can't sit here and say, oh well, you need to. Yeah, it's just like damn, that's his pockets. <laughs> but right, it's it's a couple wins and a couple losses with with everything. So I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to buck up and pay them taxes, man. Yeah. Trump, Trump, <laughs> Trump roll with the racist, man. He cool yeah. with them. That's why I can't fuck like. 
usually I don't get too much into politics or really care because right. I think whoever the president, we're all kind of screwed in the end, being, yes. you know, but and being minorities too. But I, I just feel like, yeah, Trump, you wrong with the racist man. He definitely yeah. got that love from that crowd. So I can't mm-hmm. that regardless. <laughs> So, uh, shoot, what else we got for you? Uh, you got anything coming up? Any, any projects you're working on things you're going to release? Um, are you, are you going back to performing anytime soon? What, what's on the, uh, the, the schedule for you? I wish soon? I was performing. I feel like with the COVID stuff performances right now for everybody it has been like on a pause. I can't wait till it's over with, but as far as music, I definitely have a lot of music coming and then I'm really excited because I just took up producing and beat making so real soon i'm gonna be dropping some stuff that's just completely made by me all around the board so i'm okay. really excited for that yeah <laughs> let me know you if you need a rap beats too yeah let me know yeah how what much the beats oh, cost? yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get back to you i'm gonna let you know <laughs> okay okay figgy figgy trying to make a comeback to rap too maybe you I'm, can be on a track yeah, I'm, like, oh, yeah. I'm all over the place i used to rap i'm, I'm originally from cleveland so I was mm-hmm. rapping out there, but um, I don't know. I kind of got, I don't know. I, I kind of lost it. Like, uh, I, I kind of don't want to do it now. I feel like the old man that's still trying to rap. Oh, I'm crying. So I'm, the old man. How old are you? Um, I'm 32. 32? He just turned 32. I'm not an old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i Yeah, I've been going like a good strong 10 years, though. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I got to. Yeah, that's what it takes. Yeah, I kind of got to where I, um thought i was gonna get but just i moved out here and then start focusing mm. on radio and stuff but right yeah sometimes i'll be wanting to dip back into i'll be listening to a beat i got but then i'm mm-hmm. just like i ain't got the time <laughs> but yeah I, I if, if you need a verse let me know i might have to right, look. The, the pad. <laughs> jump on you <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, well, Justin, we also got to uh, uh, kind of break it down for people who who haven't who haven't been familiar with your music yet. Right. Uh, why? Why tell the people like why should they check out Justin? You know, we have a lot of artists out here doing their thing. Why should they check out your music? Check out your mm-hmm. projects, your videos. Why should they fuck with your music? Mm-hmm. Honestly, my music is very organic. Like I said, I write exactly what I go through and live. So one thing that I do know a lot of my fans can take from it is just it's relatable you know everybody go through damn near the same shit just in different ways mm-hmm. yeah, I, feel you. yeah. I, feel you. Uh, I gotta ask you this do um uh, since russ played your music on instagram live did you see a difference mm-hmm. in how people um i guess support you now do you do you get more support um, or do you see things kind of trending up or it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of been the same as it was mm-hmm. before Honestly, I, the supporters that I have and the support I get has been just amazing regardless before he did that. Um, now, when he did that, it definitely spiked for some days, you know, maybe that week. I got a couple more followers. I was getting DMs in the YouTube comments. I'm here from Russ. Russ sent me here. So, yeah, it was dope. But, yeah, I'm, I'm always, they show a lot of love, man. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Did you get the fake love too from the people who weren't really fucking Definitely. with you before? But then yeah, suddenly they like, yeah, hey girl, yeah, that, I see you doing your thing. Yeah. But but then comment on the post or yeah, that's the, gonna come. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we we kind of getting <laughs> that, that always. We kind of getting that too with the podcast. I see you doing your thing, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Move around. Like. <laughs> 
it's crazy. Then I'm one of them people that really don't forget shit ever. Like it could it could be some shit four years ago. Like, nah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 a ride somewhere. Yeah. And they suddenly nah. was too busy to do something, and you knew they <laughs> right. weren't doing shit. Right. And now exactly. they want to fuck with you. And like nah. Nah. I remember. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I understand that completely. Yeah. So tell the people where they can find you, where they can get your music, and where mm-hmm. they can follow you on social media. Right. Twitter at Martin Jastin. On uh, Instagram is Jastin Martin Official. I'm on Apple Music, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, Jastin Martin. So really everywhere, anywhere you can think of is Jastin Martin. You'll find me. Okay. Is that your real name, Jastin? It is. Okay. Okay. I like that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> People ask me that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, we really appreciate it. Uh, think you got anything else for Justin? Ah, that's it. Keep killing them. Keep doing your yeah. thing. Thank Proud you, of thank you. you. Yeah, we thank y'all for, for having me. Yeah, let um let us know if you need anything from us. Bet. Appreciate y'all. Thank yes. you. Check out Justin Martin, like she said, on all streaming platforms. I think y'all like her music. She she bringing the, she bring the flavor back to R and B. Right, she's doing her thing. Yes, she's doing a thing and oh, you ain't even you. gotta be <laughs> one more thing why is that you song so... gotta give me no birkin baby yeah why is that song again so short <laughs> i see i was had it to perfect it to y'all one time huh i had to tease y'all one time That's... i knew what i was doing when i did <laughs> man this song is like a minute 30. <laughs> i know i feel I'm like you, so i feel sorry. like i feel like you was getting into the shits and then it just mm-hmm. stopped i'm like what yeah, but, I did that shit on purpose. Because no, I know y'all gonna run that shit back. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I, I figured that. I, I figured that's like yeah. a strategic type of uh thing. But mm-hmm. that, that's a really good song. I like it. Thank you so much. Thank you. It is. So everybody check out Justin Martin. Check her out. Streaming platforms. Follow her on social media. And yeah, we really appreciate you joining us. And definitely gonna be on the lookout for the moves you make in the future and love to do it again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening to the Smooth Sounds of Jim and Juice podcast. I was about to Quiet do something. Storm. I was about to do something stupid. I need a baker. I see you need a baker. Let's go. <laughs> it's the rapture. <laughs> yeah, man. So I want to thank our our lovely guests we had joining us today. Our two females for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. We had two females on the show, man. We had Nefertiti, Nefertiti. Avani, I'm always, I've Don't been nervous her about saying up. her name wrong. I've been wanting to say Nefertiti. I didn't want to say this to her, but there is a big titty woman on Twitter who goes by Nefertiti. <laughs> and she spells it like Nefertiti. And she be posting all these sexy ass pictures. And you that's told what her. I want to say. <laughs> yeah, not that I know she was cool, I, I could have said that now. Yeah, but yeah I, I, that's what makes me fuck up the name. I know what Nefertiti, Nefertiti. Never TV <laughs> but I keep fucking it up now. So, thank you for Nefertiti mm-hmm. Avani for joining us, as well as Justin Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyed those interviews. Check out their music. Stream them on all streaming platforms and whatnot, and support them. Man. They're 
cool artists and they will reach out to you buy they shit Mm -hmm. and we think Jastin Martin might be single I don't know I didn't ask her but Uh, (laughs) I have a shot I don't know you ain't gotta buy her a Birkin bag either I know (laughs) but anyway thank those lovely ladies for joining us today um also, shout out to Skylab HTX as well, as always, doing what they do. Shout out to Jasmine in the background, still grinding, helping us out, booking things and, you know, doing what she do as well. Thank you for Figgy for booking all our shit and keeping this whole thing going. Mm-hmm. And you did bring up, you have a, uh, a, a way for listeners to actually buy our merch now. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, by the time you hear this podcast, the link will be in our bio. But um, yeah, just click the link in our bio uh, to purchase a, um, a shirt. We got we got Gems and Juice shirts, a couple different colors. Uh, we got the Gems and Juice mask. Um, you could buy the shirt and mask combo for only $30. I think that's a damn good deal because it is. if you look around at other podcasts, other merch, they be selling shirts for like forty, fifty dollars. So you could get a mask and shirt for thirty dollars. Also, one of the um, one of our hoodies, um, we selling them for thirty dollars. I want to say, yeah, thirty dollars. Deal, man. Yeah, thirty dollar hoodie. You you ain't gonna find that nowhere else. I was. And it is hoodie season now too. So yeah, I was looking on. Um, I was looking. I, I came across Cameron's page from Dipset. Mm-hmm. And uh, he 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 tagged this, I guess, his clothing line. So I went. I'm like, damn, I want, how much a Dipset hoodie would? Man, that shit was like eighty five dollars. Ah, damn. I'm like, god damn. Like I know it's Dipset, but shit, eighty five dollars for a damn hoodie. That's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. And I bet it's like a fucking the the same hoodie we selling. Yeah, yeah <laughs> basically the same material. Pretty much, but the, the hoodie did for look hard though. Bucks, man. Yeah, but um, so. yeah, man. Um, yeah, just hit the link in the bio to purchase it, and shout out to um T Slab Craft, T Slab Craft. Shout out to um P and J Interiors for um, um hooking us up with the hoodies. Yes, yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, any other shout out? Shout out to Tab as well, doing his thing. Tab Tech, I don't know if it's still up or he's got the inventory back, but if you, when he does, check it out for your all your phone and phone buying needs. He'll hook you up. Um, what else? Is that it? Any other shout outs we got? I think that's it. All right. Well, join us again next week, y'all. Bold new world we're in right now. There's a lot going on, a lot of fuckery, and we still got another month until uh, it's all over, man. At least. <laughs> or is it? Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. Stay tuned on the next episode of the Gym and Juice Podcast, y'all. Peace. Wow.
Do you love having a clean smelling home? Well, the first step to having a clean smelling home is keeping that carpet clean. Our good friends over at PJ Interiors are the dedicated carpet cleaning professionals that will have your carpet spotless in no time. Head over to interiorspj.com. They've been serving the Dallas Fort Worth area for over 10 years. Get your carpet clean now with PJ Interiors. Go to interiorspj.com. That's interiorspj.com and tell them the Gems and Juice podcast sent you. 